Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. Um, it's great to be back. Um, lovely Saturday morning. What a massive day of... What have we got? Group one racing, cricket, and lots of footy. So what a wonderful day to be around, and what a wonderful day to be part of Sydney. Can you I hear know me? I can see you now and hear you now. And yes. I know where I'll be today. Where will you be, Mr. Peacock? Uh, I'll be down watching some uh, junior football, actually, down at Cromer football. Park, as in soccer, football. Yep, yep. Uh, but having the phone close at hand with all the Group 1 racing going on Should, around the place. Why don't you come and join me? I don't think that would go down too well with okay. some um, people I've not only uh, promised to share a life with, but okay. also bred. So, yeah. yeah, fair fair enough. All right. Yep, that's yep. make me feel bad as a father of the year. Um, oh, that's good. Well, thanks for having me back, mate. It's awesome no, to the Mowers Club. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. And welcome to all the listeners uh, in S- on SEN 1170, uh, on the 1620 SEN on the coast, uh, listening on the SEN app as well, and the Mowers Club podcast, which is up as soon as we've done the show each and every week. Now, quick plug for what's coming up on the show. We've got uh, Newcastle playing the Roosters at 3 p.m., which is on SEN, yep. carry throughout the nation on SEN, NRL Nation this afternoon. So what we'll do, round one, we did it last year. We continue the tradition. We pick a player who's played for both and then call it the so-and-so cup. So today it's the Aiden Guerra Cup, and we're having Aiden Guerra on for a chat about footy, and you would have noticed last night, get to that in a moment, Olympian um, discus thrower, uh, Matt Denny, um, Malcolm Caddies. Now, Dougie, before we get to what happened on the turf last night, mm-hmm. At Suncorp Stadium. Did you notice how well that joint looked? It looked amazing. And that is a week and a half, two weeks removed from being three feet underwater. Yeah, that's unbelievable. It must just be full of sand, which is great. Go straight through the ground. But, mate, some of these footy fields are just unbelievable. And the crowd, too. It was great to see a good crowd and everything open up, back to see some good sport. I actually watched the game last night Yep. just to watch the grass. I, like, okay, <laughs> the, the footy was secondary. <laughs> All right. Being on the Mowers Club this morning, obviously, yeah. you, you, you look at those things and you think, wow. that yeah. looks so, so Malcolm Caddies is going to join us. He's the man that uh, curates Suncorp Stadium. Lovely. He gets it already. So he will join us a bit later on the show. We'll talk a bit of golf about the New South Wales Open. Unfortunately, I was Dougie, I was looking forward to, like, when I knew you were coming on, I know you love your golf as well. Mm-hmm. I was going to put it up here in the studio, the Players' Championship. Storms have hit sawgrass. Yep. In Florida. So that's been suspended. They haven't even got through the first round through two days. So Really, really keen on watching Spieth-y, and I was up at four each morning. Is that um, um, due to the fact that you like him as a golfer, or there might be some kind of financial investment? No, no. <laughs> I wish. I'd, I'd love to have a place in Texas. No, I just I think he's an unreal golfer. I love his swing. I love his demeanor and how he's come back from being in the – we've been in the shit for three or four years and he's just fought through it, but he, he's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, usually I'm opposed here by Nick Davis. Yes. Um, and he, I think I'm trying to get him sacked, but they just won't sack him. No, they won't. They won't. But I think he would like to spend the rest of his life with Rory McIlroy. Yeah. He likes um, him. Doesn't yeah. He? He's, he's a big fan, but Nick's away this morning. He's um, teaching mm. cross country fumbling somewhere. So uh, cross country fumbling AFL. Yep. Yeah, so uh, he's down with the, the junior program with the Swans. Doing good, good on things. him. Yeah, Nick. So, yeah, he's um, he's helping out there. But uh, I don't know when he'll be back. 
If he'll be back. Well, if he wants to be back, like, away all winter, <laughs> I'm available, all right? So, Nick, just don't – someone take the petrol out of his car or something. What have you been up to, Ducky? Not much, mate. Just a bit of – oh, the past three and a half weeks hasn't been much with all this rain. I've only, I've only worked two or three times in the past three and a half weeks, so that's been a bit rough, but – just same old, mate. Footy, bit of young bloke's got cricket. His rugby mm. league starts. Um, they got a bit of fitness going on. I started running a bit, so that's hurting a bit. But <laughs> just normal family life, mate. Trying to enjoy it and been caddying for a mate uh, with golf pennants as well. So oh, yeah? that's a bit of fun. Um, I was going to start a fitness uh, program for myself, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't have long enough socks or a curry, a takeaway curry coffee mug. So yeah. Um, other than that. <laughs> Not not much. Got on social media for the first time in twenty years. You told me that just before we came on. Mm. So you're on what? What, what did you? I got climb TikTok, into? and then oh, I've just TikTok. TikTok, and then it's crap. I'm horrible. And then I just got onto Instagram last night, more just for work stuff and things like that, showing people grass. Wow, <laughs> you've come to the right place, <laughs> the Mowers Club. Yep. Uh, we'll get to TikTok a bit later on because a craze that my kids were mm. talking about in the car the other mm. night was mm. the. Mm. What are there more of, wheels or windows in the world, or wheels or doors in the world? And it's that these kind of questions. What's more, is there more dirt or sand in the world? Just, just big questions. So doors, D or W's or S or D. What? S- dirt, uh, doors and windows for okay. D and W. Oh, you're coding and, it, are you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, mate, I'm, I'm on the, on the, I'm on the web now. Um, writing on your form, guy. Yeah, I know. That's sacrilege. sacrilege. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon there's more. There's got to be more windows. Has to be. Doors? More windows than doors? No, no. It was doors or wheels. Oh, wheels. Okay, apologise. Uh, has to be more wheels. Yeah. Do you know and, we're, we're blowing one of the segments? We're, we're, oh, sorry. We're well, uh, hold on, everyone. Hold on to your hats, all right? <laughs> um, we might replace that segment a bit later on with talking about what's happened with Chelsea. Which we won't yes, get too, I'll, I'll ask you some questions, mate. We don't want to get too heavy with what's going on geopolitically no. in the world and with wars and whatnot. This is meant to be a light three hours, but it's a fascinating story with what's happening with Chelsea and Roman Abramovich. There well, it's just sad. Home. Let's just say it's just sad. Like, no, no, one, no country or no human deserves... No. What they're going through. In and, Ukraine, yeah. Yeah, and what, what they're having to do, fleeing their pets and fleeing their country, like it, it makes it tough. It's awful. It's awful. So the, the, these three hours is meant to be the, the brighter side of life. We'll try to go down the brighter side of life, but uh, we'll check the scores, mm-hmm. shall we, from last night. Sure. Uh, and Canberra had it and then didn't have it and then had it again right at the death against Cronulla, winning I think it was 24-19 in the end. And yep. Ricky Stewart, uh, Cronulla nearly scored in the very la- with the very last play pretty much to perhaps steal the game. Ricky Stewart on the sideline, you looked at him and he was like, he, he was Ricky Stewart. Yeah. If you know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you think to yourself, he's got to put himself through that 23 more times this I know, year I know. after he, the first round. He, he must have to see his doctor every Monday. He's incredible. But, uh, the, he rides it. He, I just love his passion, like okay, yeah. he might go overboard sometimes with his thoughts on the referee, yep. which does filter down to yep. the junior. But he cares and loves a bit, loves his club and his players so much. Well, you can kind of get it as well. Like obviously the different scale, but like you know, after coaching my little boys rugby league or my little boys cricket, even though it's only junior, you do have that in your guts, don't you? When something doesn't go wrong or something happens, you do get that bit of white line fever, don't you? But mm. Huge rap to him, respect to him because he's been there a long time now. So, yeah. and you got to think too. Have you noticed that 
was he one of the first oh, for a few decades that coached on the sideline? Yeah. Remember back in the 80s they did. I'm not sure about the 90s, but they had like well, – Tim used to. Coaches are starting to get on the boundary line now yeah. and be part of the ground. Kevy Walters was there yep. last night. That's so, good. I like it. Yeah, it's it's weird because you, you look at AFL, NRL, Rugby Union, they're pretty much all up in the stands apart from Ricky and Kevy Walters. Yep. But football, Ramble football, they're like – they want to be on the field, like literally yeah. on the field. They're yeah. right on the edge of their technical area. And yet you, yeah. you, I can't remember. The only one I can remember was Sam Allardyce, the old Bolton manager. He used to sit up in the stands in the first half to get a picture of the ground and let his assistant mm. take control down on the ground and then come down on the ground for the second half. But apart from that, everyone is on the sideline. It's 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 weird, but yeah, you're right. It's it's different. And maybe it's just Ricky wanting to be out there, literally. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about July in Canberra. <laughs> Have you seen some of those games where it's sleeting and snowing? Mind you, though, those I think the coaches' boxes and the the media boxes at Bruce, the old Bruce Stadium, there they ain't heated. No, it's cold. Tin shed. Yeah, it's the oh. Mawson base of rugby oh. league. It's oh, horrible. Welcome to the footy. Second game last night. We mentioned yep. how good the surface was, and we'll touch uh, base with Malcolm Caddies a bit later on. But yep. uh, Brisbane, good over, on him. Uh, And your old man from uh, Penrith, Luke Catewell. Yep. Just decides to pick Kurt up the Catewell. Kurt Catewell. Picks up the ball and slots a field goal like Johnny Wilkinson, like a, with his eyes shut. It's incredible. What a, what a player, eh? Like, just such a versatile player. Can play anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, that is especially with the Raiders as well, that's just a – even though it's the first game, first round, the win just takes so much pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, Ricky would have sighed a relief. Um, and especially the Broncos. How many – they only had, what, two or three wins last year? Yeah, they were awful. S- yes. <laughs> but they were better after Ben Eichen got there. You reckon? Uh, yeah, I, I just something changed about the joint. Okay. And, yep. yeah, Ke- Kevin Walters was given a bit more direction, able to focus on the things that perhaps he needed to focus on. I reckon Ben took a bit of the load off and uh, other things happened. And they they cut loose a few players that I think they thought Drag were – down a bit. Yeah, as much off the field as on the field, dragging them back a bit. So, Do you, do you reckon that Ben Eichen thing is obviously he got on the board, I'm guessing, and he's obviously got a good rapport with uh, Kevy. Yeah. just said, mate – Mondays, you don't. You, we don't need the report over the weekend. We don't need the phone call. You, yeah. You, the pressures of the 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 pressures off. You're not looking over your shoulder every every game, every training session. From what I can gather, and the things that you hear, it, it was more a you go and coach the footy team. Yep. Don't worry about recruitment. Mm. Don't worry about too much about the external and everything else going on with the footy club and the development pathways. Just go and look after first grade. Yeah. And do that, which is the way it should be. And I'll kind of take some of the heat. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's been a good acquisition from what I can tell, Ben Eichen, and they got a good result last night. Souths, uh, oh, poor old Cody Walker again, but oh. they just – it was the first real good look at them. Okay, you, you saw trials yep. without Adam Reynolds. No and, Adam Reynolds. And do you think someone like a like a Latrell is a bit like the Trevojevic of Manly? Yep. Like if he's on playing well, they're a different team? Oh, I reckon not to the extent of no, Tommy sure. T, but along those lines, like they, they, Alex Johnson was playing there last night, yep. so but Black Taft wasn't playing, so yep. they had essentially a third choice, and it nullifies one of their great strengths, which is Johnson on the wing and finishing things yep. as well. But yeah, it's just a little, I wouldn't say directionless, but it was a bit clunky. Yeah, from and, South, and I think let's just say it's the first game, but the Reynolds factor, experience, marshals everyone around the game. He's yeah. kicking. Um, I, awesome. that is a, yeah, that is a, just a massive hole. And plus they lost another 
four, five yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. Plus the players are leaving as well. Yep. Um, if Cam Murray leaves, they're in a hole. He was hole. their he was their guy last night. He was their guy. He's a wonderful. But if he gets an an offer from somewhere and he, oh, I think I think I, every club has a guy that you'll pay whatever you can. To and keep, he's one of them. And he's that guy. Yeah, he, I, I get it. But it's only first game, but mm. it's good for the Raiders and good for the Broncos. And the Panthers started. I was hoping to skip over that. Douglas, I'm not a Panthers man. Yeah, I know. My but little you boy live in thinks he's Nathan Cleary. Yes, yeah, I yeah. love the place. But so you my, have a you have a an affinity. Oh, I love the West, mate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we take the kids out there. I'm a Chooks man, so I'll be um, grilling Aiden Guerra for the Aiden Guerra yeah, Cup. What a player too. He played so long for the Roosters. Yeah, yeah. He's done real well. But actually, I'm, I'm pumped. It's really good to see footy back. Um, and did you go to Penrith? No, I didn't, Thursday mate. Night? I had. What did I have? I had children to look after. So um, you didn't. You, was the little guy saying he was no we didn't tell him no well he wanted to stay up and watch it yep and he said listen mate it's five past eight the game it's a bit too late it's bedtime well mum if the panthers lose it's all your fault (laughs) so you were like i was like yeah i'm out of it yeah i've been getting in i've been getting in it for the past couple of weeks (laughs) so mum said no mate it's a bit it's a bit too late you've got to go to bed you've got school tomorrow well if the panthers win they lose it's all your fault panthers won though he woke up happy on friday morning good uh, I was out early. He was anyway. happy. He said, "Mum, it's all your it's fault." All right. but they didn't won. Say anything. Oh, they didn't won. Say anything. <laughs> no, he didn't say. Anything. I was out. I, I started at seven. I'm like, I can't take this heat. Man, they were they were good. Penrith. Right. They were in fast forward as opposed to Man- Manly looks slow. So Chooks Panthers final. Oh yeah, calling it now. Yep. Let's just go to it right now. Yep. Play the grand final yep. and just, just fast forward. Have a boring winter. No. Yep. Uh, yes, I'm happy to, to skip winter. Out. I'm happy to skip winter. A lot to play out, Doug. Yeah, but I right. get your enthusiasm for the prospects of the Roosters this year. Davis isn't this enthusiastic, is he? No, he's he's generally just checking what he's going to put on for his stupid multi, which you have charge of today, by the a way. A multi? Yes. Oh, we'll, wow. Okay. We'll have a stupid multi with a guest later in the show. Stupid um, multi. Just on uh, some other score updates, New South Wales in the Marsh Cup final yesterday, WA won by 18 runs. Did mm. you see the catch from Hilton Cartwright? No, I didn't. It was. A specky. He was horizontal Good. on the boundary. One-hander. Awesome. Goalkeeper save. Really? Incredible. Well done. Enrique's nearly hit a six, which probably... That's ought- that's cost them the game and that catch. Yeah. Because I saw... I, I was watching a bit before we took the we took the family down to Nitro Circus down in Wollongong last uh, night. Good show. So, we're, so we're in the car, obviously. But yeah. when, you're, when you're two for two for 90, basically, and then you're six for 108, mm. you're, you're kind of chasing your tail. Moses batted well, obviously. Yep. But you, you are kind of chasing your tail in a final as well. Test match this afternoon. We'll get your thoughts a bit later yep. on. I've got to go into depth with over there in Pakistan. But yeah. uh, Mitch Swepson to make his debut. Joshy Hazelwood to sit out. So we'll talk about that a bit later on. Rugby Union, Women's Super Rugby, Rebels 17, Brumbies 36 yesterday. The football. Uh, it was a great game of A-League Women's last night. It was the major semi-final, if you like. Sydney FC down 2-0. It all changed late in the 90 minutes. Uh, got back to 2-all. And then in extra time, Sydney FC got it done 4-2 over Melbourne City. So Melbourne City get another chance against the uh, winner of the 3rd v 4th. Sydney go through to the grand final. Women's AFL, Geelong 35, GWS 53. And uh, the NBL catch every game live on ESPN with KO of this NBL season. Cairns 69 fell to the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers 85. <laughs> Just love saying jack jumpers. It sounded good. 
and you can catch every game of the biggest NBL season yet live on ESPN, streamed on KO. Keep you up to date. A bit later on today, Kokonakis and Kyrgios play doubles again. Over Good, the Indian awesome. Wells. They're back. Yeah. It's their first match since the Australian Open, so they'll play a bit later on in the Indian Wells uh, tournament. Goes on. No Ash Barty in that one. She is sitting that one and the Miami one out in golf we mentioned before. The rain, the storms have hit sawgrass in uh, Florida, so it means that the first round still yet to be completed. I, I was just about to say, is Ash Barty playing sawgrass and probably in the top three? Mm. What an amazing athlete. Mm. She's, she's, a, good, she's yeah. fantastic. Exactly. She, well, could she, go. she might come on my podcast, Barbecue Chat with Doug and Jezza. Ash, if you're listening, reach out. Hit me up. Exactly. Or I could spray your lawn at Coochie Hydrogen Lawn Care. one 800 Off to a break on the Mowers Club. <laughs> We've got the man for it this morning. Yeah. Doug, we'll ask him about lawn throughout the uh, throughout the show. You're with SEN 1170. After the break, we're going to talk a bit of Chelsea Football Club and what's going on with their Russian owner. No Nick Davis this morning, but uh, Doug Bollinger is here and he's just on social media and he just asked me one of the great questions. Do you reckon Miley Cyrus will follow me back on Instagram? You're saying that there's a chance. Well, she's an idiot if she doesn't. You're right. That's what yes. I'll say. Yes, thank you. You're right. You're you're really right. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> on the text line, 0457 736 736. Morning, boys. Just about to embark on my holy trilogy of the chainsaw, whippersnipper, and mower. Looking forward to a few hours of SEN to get me through. Thanks, lads. The Tathra Eagle. Beautiful. It's music to my ears, Tathra. I mean, just, yeah. And with that, just a quick one, everyone. If you're mowing and snipping and cutting everything today, right? And if you cut your kike or your green cooch or anything like that, and you cut it, and it ends up brown, it's okay because everything because everything's been so long. Mm. The tips of it, everything's been long, so everything's a bit fragile. So everything goes a bit brown. Don't worry about it. We've had no sun for nearly a month. Yep. So everything goes a little bit dormant. So once we get a little bit more sun out, everything will start to come up. Beautiful tip, Dougie. I um I did my lawns yesterday. Mm. It was looking like a jungle out there. Yep. It's come up a treat. The whippersnipper. Mm. And I used the tip that one of our listeners gave us early on in the Mowers Club piece with the whippersnipper is to make, so it doesn't just be so brittle and, and you know, break when you're mid whippersnipper. Yep. Soak it in a bit of water first. Mm. Make it a bit more like supple. Mm. And it worked. Uh, absolute stitch up from Gibbo, by the way, on the Saturday morning Mowers Club shirt. It's never came. Unless it's coming from America or something, that from Kurt. <laughs> Kurt, you've been you've been tucked up deluxe. Um, Gibbo isn't here this week. He's uh, elsewhere, enjoying himself, as opposed to enjoying himself here, like Paddy's this morning with us, our man. But um, yeah, Gibbo will be back next week. And Kurt, if he doesn't sort it soon, we're going to sack him. So that's a promise. Um, Dougie, have you noticed uh, what's going on this week with Chelsea Football Club? Um, I, I must be, admit I'm not the biggest soccer or football fan. But with, I think, what I can gather with everything kind of rolling over from Russia and the Ukraine, mm. is it Abramovich that owns Chelsea? Um, has obviously got a lot of money, got a lot of business in London, probably has a lot of real estate. Yep. So the English government mm -hmm. have stepped in, yep. Mr. Peacock. And frozen everything. said. And you, why you, would that be, sir? Uh, because he is alleged to have helped... Putin or been a close ally. So they're, they're chummy, Putin. you reckon? They're chummy, yeah. It all stems back to when Abramovich became very, very rich off the back of the Soviet empire crumbling. Boris Yeltsin held a fire sale for all the state assets and Abramovich chimed in and bought one of the big oil producers yep. right. for a knockdown price. And then Putin came to uh, into um, power 
And he was like, well, he was trying to get it back because he could see that wasn't good for the state. That was right. going to fund the state yep. of Russia. So Abramovich and he have colluded to kind of do deals. A lot of those guys who did those deals with Boris Yeltsin ended up disappearing. Or He's being, gone for a long holiday. Yeah, in okay. the, behind some iron. So yep, 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 yep. when Putin came in, um, Abramovich, though, he, he became very public. He went and bought Chelsea. Yep. Uh, he went and bought, I think, uh, upwards of 60 pieces of property in London, they've which is cheap. He's always had, I think they've always been photos of his yacht. Big yacht. Massive, or yacht. Suburb. Right, okay. On water, so, so going forward, do, do they push Abramovich out of England? Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. But in the middle of all of this yeah. is Chelsea Football Club, which since 2003 has won 19 major trophies underneath Abramovich's funding. Right. So now Chelsea have been told by the UK government, your asset is frozen. You can't buy players. You can't re-sign players. You can't have away fans at your games. You can't sell tickets for your games. Only season ticket holders can come. They ah. actually, the morning they announced this, they literally closed the club shop. So the gates are shut. Told everyone to get out of the shop. You can't sell any more shirts. Can't sell any more merchandise. Wow. You can, you're a frozen asset. You're allowed to play games still, but under strict conditions. And as the players and the coach, Thomas Tuchel, they're, they're sitting there going, okay. What do we do now? What do we do now? they just got to play football for the rest of the season and then see what becomes of it. Because they, he was trying to sell it as well, Abramovich. He could see the writing on the wall. He was going to try and sell the club. Right. But that's been told you can't do can't that do yet. That. I've got a feeling that they'll relax that. They'll sell the club so the club can get on with life. Yeah. But where the money goes from the sale of the club, because Chelsea Football Club probably gets sold for about... Three billion? Four billion? Yeah, something like that. Five. So your, play, your, your coach and players get paid. Your staff get paid. Everything and, continues. Sam you, Kerr playing for the women's yep, team as well. So they all get paid yep. and only your, your season ticket holders can go to the games. And that's it. Yeah. It's a ghost town. Which is a bit ridiculous because oh, I won't be a ghost town because I've probably got about 40,000 season right. tickets. But right. the away fans can't go because they can't sell tickets. Yes. So that actually, in a perverse kind of way, actually favours Chelsea. Home team, yeah. yeah just have... kind of, but I'm not sure if their their fans are allowed to go to away games. I'm not, I'm not entirely not sure about that. concrete. But they play Newcastle this week. They played Norwich the other morning, had another win, and they were, the fans were still singing Roman Abramovich's name. So that they love him for the fact that he's funded success. What he's done for the because he would he be the owner for at least 10, 15 years? Uh, two thousand three, he came in. Oh, really? Yeah. So he, he bought was, it in two thousand three. He bought it in two thousand three or two thousand two, and then two years later they won the Premier League for the first time in fifty years because he splashed the cash and all these players got Jose Mourinho who yep. just won the Champions Drogba? League. Drogba did was he did, playing there? Did he a Drogba? Did he a Drogba? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of other top top Lampard? players. Uh, Lampard was or already, was he Man City? No, Lampard was already there. Okay. Yeah, but he was bought across from from West Ham. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, they had great success under Abramovich. But that that's the thing that the fans Abramovich's funding has given the fans their greatest moments of football yeah, matches yeah. for the last twenty years. Yeah. But now because of his links and it's fair enough too close links in the past with Vladimir Putin, all the the tap's been turned off on that. But in the middle is how the fans do the fans wash away all those great moments of you nah. know, going to European nights and nah, no way. celebrating got, Champions League wins. No, because they've still got to play the game. They've yeah. still got to score goals. And this may sound like a stupid question. You're saying that the club's worth four or five billion. Mm. Would Abramovich be making money? Uh, it's hard to say. Or would he be? Would the would that be the kind of job where he just breaks even? He's he's loaned a lot of money to Chelsea Football Club yep. from his own personal. Yep. To to keep the club going. Yep. 
and he said he doesn't want that loan back. He's he, that's almost like a write off. His for passion. Him. Yeah, I mean the guy's worth 13, 14 billion pounds. So oh, pa- the pound, the pound. Wow. So he's not that's struggling. So he's not yeah he, financially. Not, he's not going to Woolworths. Yeah, but wow. He he played a smart in a way because Putin, Putin obviously could have turned the tap off on him and said, "Yep, off you go," because you got that back in the day for a knockdown price. But he made himself so public with the, bless you, with the, um, you're right, no? Yeah, no, I'm good. No, I'm, good. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. No. Well, no it, was that, it was that last hold. Yeah, nah, you go, hold oh, it in, hold it in. another one with me? No. No, I'm good. I'm oh. good. Yeah, good toughed it out. Hold your nose. Apparently, you hit your forehead. Well, you can do that. It might hurt. Yep, all right. Um, so, yeah, Chelsea, big question mark. It's a fascinating story. Uh, could, could this see them go from wherever they are on the table to... Oh, they won't crash. And whoever takes over the club, it might be in five years' time that they bring in an owner who just wants to squat on the lot, like make money out of the joint, yep. not chase success as hard as Abramovich has yep. had. And yeah, they, they might become a mid-table club. Yeah, right. But you never know. That's that's open for question. So to me, like, don't like you know, I'm, I don't know much about much. No, um, the club, plenty about plenty the club gets sold off, yeah. gets his money, he sees the light, ends up in America. I don't know how he gets anywhere. You know, moment. no, but you know what I mean. Like to just to get out, see the light, and yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure what happens with Abramovich, and I don't think there's much sympathy with what happens to him as a person. Yeah, I think enough. there's more focus on what happens with the club, the yep. club, which yep. has been around since 1905. And there'd be blokes, li- there'd be business owners lining up to buy it. Yeah, yeah. They've already got 10, 10 bidders apparently, or billionaires. 10 people interest. Oh, yeah, have to be billionaires. Squillionaires. Yeah. Uh, so we'll wait and see what happens with Chelsea. Here comes the news. Aiden Guerra on the way on the Mowers Club. Well, Davis is away, so we thought it's a big mowing week after all the rain we had this week, especially in the Sydney greater uh, area. And if you if we're affected in any way, shape or form, hope you're okay and hope you're recovering okay. But the lawn is growing at a rapid rate. So we've got Dougie Bollinger, who does it for a living looking after lawn. So mm. we'll have more tips throughout the show. But right now, this afternoon, uh, the first match, which we'll hear on NRL Nation on SEN around the country, is the Sydney Roosters and the Newcastle Knights. And as is our go, what was last year on the Mowers Club, we'll start it again in round one here is pick a player who's played for both and call it the so-and-so cup. And today it's the Aiden Guerra Cup. And Aiden Guerra joins us right now. Former Knight, former Rooster, former Italian international and Australian and Queensland rep as well. Aiden, good morning. How are you, mate? Good morning. Pretty good, thank you. It's a pleasure to be a part of the Aiden Guerra Cup. <laughs> and I reckon you'll win it too, mate. So well done. <laughs> That's up I've there. I've got to win something. I'm zero <laughs> from three at the moment. <laughs> That's up there with the, the clip that's going around of Shane Warne uh, being interviewed by Lee Sales. Um, and <laughs> Lee Sales goes, oh, it's um, Shane, it's a pleasure to meet you. And Warney goes, oh, it's a pleasure to be met. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what a legend. What's happening, Aiden? What have you been doing, mate? Um, not too much. I've just settled in. I'm sort of a year and a half now out of footy. So, um, just sort of getting on with life, working here in stayed in, we stayed in Newcastle, me and my family. And mm. yeah, we've certainly found a home here. Um, so working with a local company called BuildCert and just, um, learning a whole new industry and things like that. So it's been challenging at times, but it's been very enjoyable. What is that transition like from, you know, the the biggest adrenaline hit you can get each week for 80 minutes uh, and then training and then just having a, a really good social um, feeling around, you know, being in a footy club to doing the work thing and, and transitioning to that and not, most of all, not getting that adrenaline hit. 
Yeah, I think you got to find different ways to to get that uh, that same adrenaline hit. It'll never quite um, it'll never quite line up exactly to how it felt to run out there in front of you know something odd thousand. Um, but yeah, you just got to find little wins in the day. Um, I was ready to retire, so it's not like I felt like I walked away and I still needed that. Like I'd, I'd sort of done you know over ten years of playing, so I was uh, I I was ready to retire. Um, and then sort of mentally, it's, I just sort of chilled for a little bit, and then um, yeah, then it was like right, it's time to get my um, my behind into gear. And uh, lucky enough to find a job. Um, at a place that I was surrounded by good people as well. Um, and I got that, you know, there's a couple of key figures at this company and um, become pretty good mates with those guys. And um, you do get that feeling every day walking into work about, you know, you're going to not only work, but you've got to go perform as well. Um, in my role, there's certain things that I've got to, um, certain like KPIs and things like that, that I'm always working towards. And um, I guess, those little goals are what sort of put me in the right stead through my playing career. So now it's time to transfer that into life after footy. Well, it's a bit different to um, playing golf three days a week, mate, and then getting told how to do your fitness and all that. But as you were just saying, did you just wake up one day and just like, nah, I've had enough. This is my time. Time to do something different. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit. It was a little bit like that, actually. I'd sort of, I'd spoken to Adam O'Brien um, about four weeks prior to the date, and I was talking about um, going around again. I really wanted to, and then sort of played my 200th game, and then got a bit beat up physically, and that yeah. my shoulder sort of deteriorated a little bit. We won, we lost. Like we were just on a roller coaster, and I just woke up um, Sunday after. I think we got touched up by the Warriors. I think. And, um, yeah, I just looked at my wife. I said, hey, do you reckon, um, reckon I I think I'm going to retire? What do you think? And she's like, what do you mean? Like, I thought that you were going around again. And I said, no, I've just pretty much changed my mind just then. Um, yeah. yeah. She's like, like, you're going to be good with that? And she's like, you're good, I'm good. And that was pretty much it. That was the conversation. And from then, I was just crystal clear that um, that, that finish off that season and that was going to be it. It's kind of like when you say to your wife, uh, are you okay? I'm fine. You know what I mean? The, the answer's already done. So did you, um, well, after you retire, mate, like, a bit like myself and I don't, like, did you not watch any footy for like six, seven, eight months just to get away from it? Did you just try and just resurface yourself somewhere else um, just to take yeah, your mind off bit. it and start, try and start completely again? Well, I was never a big, watcher of the game like uh, I would watch teams that we were that we were coming up to play or mm. things like that but I was never a big watcher um a big yeah so then when I stepped away from the game I could actually watch it as a fan like because it is at the end of the day it was the game it's the game that I love yeah um so instead of that sort of business approach to watching a game of footy it was more about watching it to um to sit there and look at these guys and admire the way that they play um yep. so and also be able to do that with a couple of schooners under the belt yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly no guilt no guilt associated uh two-prong question just your thoughts on ahead of today's um game between knights and roosters uh your thoughts on your two former clubs how, how they're shaping and a few whispers around that Roosters will have a good season if they keep everyone on the field, unlike last season, and the Knights, who knows what we're going to get. What's your perspective? 
Yeah, I think I'm a little bit in the same boat. There's a big gap there that needs to be filled um, from PSC leaving. Uh, I had the pleasure to play with him through my whole career. Um, pretty much every game I played, he was there by my side. Um, but I just know how his directive on the field, and it's been easy to see the games that he, he didn't play last year, the year before. Um, there's just that lack of direction a little bit. So if the Knights can feel that, um, I've, I don't know. I haven't played with Adam Clune and I haven't played with Jake Clifford, but if those two guys, if one of those two can step up and wear the big boy pants, um, I'm, I'm mm. confident that they will be able to have a successful year because that core group of players that they've got with the Safidis, Barnett, Tyson Frizzell, that forward pack, and then we've got the, the, the young backs as well. If they can get to, oh, and obviously Caelan, uh, we won't neglect to mention him. <laughs> he's not if a bad player, is he, dire- nah, yeah, he's pretty <laughs> handy. Uh, <laughs> if they can get the direction and someone there steering that ship, um, and doing it the way that Adam O'Brien wants them to, because he's got a great rugby league brain as well. If they can get someone steering that shit, then all this talk about them sort of being at the bottom of the ladder will go away pretty quickly, I believe. Roosters? Um, Then on the flip side, yeah, the Roosters, um, they showed last year that um, even missing their key players, that they can step up and, um, you know, they've got the way that their coach, um, Trent Robinson, is... It's just next man up mentality. But this year, if they can keep the first man up, then they'll be, uh, yeah. yeah, they'll yeah. be a very dangerous side. And they, while they're always come and they're ready for the season, I know that they don't have pressure on their round one game because Robbo, um, his mentality is we don't need to peak until it's grand final time. So while I believe the outfit. Um, of the Sydney Roosters is probably um, one to watch over the season. I think we're in for a hell of a game. Are you looking for a um, like another Tedesco year? You know, because he's just such a dominant player. Or you, you you're waiting for a, a Walker to really just throw himself and just say, "I want to be the captain. I want to be the leader of this team." Yeah, I think Kiri coming back, he's gonna. That'll be another thing about the balance between those two guys. Because last year it was Walker doing whatever he wanted and. This year, if you do something wrong and Kiri's on the field, <laughs> you're in trouble. You're probably going to cop a spray. He's a grumpy little bastard. Um, <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I think I think their um, their chemistry on the field is going to go a long way to the um, the way these guys play. But it's uh, it's def- they're definitely an exciting team to watch. Hey Aiden, before we let you go, you played with some damn good uh, footy players. Give us including that that Queensland team. Um, give us your the best player you play with, and also I'm interested to know who's the player that you love playing with, who is perhaps viewed by people like us as underrated. People outside the rugby league bubble, not involved day to day, knowing that how good this guy is for a for, from a team perspective. Yeah, I mean Cameron Smith in my eyes, um, hands down, he's the best to do it. Um, the way that he just changed the way the game is played. Um, and just did it for so long. He controlled every game, whether it was... I played in a trial with the Wyong Roos with him when he was suspended, um, and then I've also played you know, at the highest level with him, and no matter what what level of game is, he's just playing it at his own pace, and uh, you know that's greatness in my eyes. Uh, and then when we go to players who probably didn't... I'm going to say didn't play um, a lot of rep footy, 
but that was probably because he was behind Cameron Smith. Jake Friend, yeah. everyone talks about how tough he is, but yeah, he's a tough, he's a tough player, and he was someone who you'd always love to stand next to. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry, mate, and I've I've always got one more. I've always said to other guys like <laughs> someone that you like. I've said to Jimmy Smith, he said Tony Iro used to hit really hard. Is there a play that you wouldn't say you were scared of? But you think, oh, if if I'm off, if I'm off here, if he comes from the side, I'm in trouble. Yeah, um, oh, it's pretty well documented. Sam Burgess was a hard hitter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he got me a beauty a couple of times. Um, I think I got hit by Fui Fui Moi Moi once no. back in like 2010, and I'm yeah. still got a little bit of whiplash <laughs> from that. It's um, not fun. No. But yeah, it's a, the, in this day and age, everyone's just so physical. Like there's no there's no one bloke that really stands stands out. Um, there's just like there's just some specimens getting around, and <laughs> if they get their timing right, you're in all sorts. Aiden, really appreciate the chat, mate. Good to hear that you've transitioned so well into uh, retirement mm. and life post rugby league. But uh, first things first, from three pm this afternoon, enjoy the Aiden Guerra Cup. Thanks for your time on the Miles Club, mate. <laughs> Beautiful. Have a great one, Pelly. See you, mate. Good stuff. Adam Guerra right. joining us, former night, former yeah. Rooster. And don't forget, from 3pm this afternoon on NRL Nation, on SEN, around the country, you've got the Roosters and the Knights coming your way. Back in a moment. We're back. <laughs> Out of nowhere, that one. Hey, um, Dougie. Yes. We noticed this through the week. I know you like your golf. I, I do. I don't mind my golf. Here's um, Donald Trump. He doesn't mind his golf. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I've been a very successful golfer over the years. You oh, yeah. know, I don't play as much as you really should play if you want to become top top. But I've been a very successful. I've won many, many club championships, which is hard to do. That's yeah. our major. I seen you, you at a driver, and uh, you said Biden couldn't hit it like that. <laughs> well, that I can tell you. That I guarantee you. Biden probably hits his driver like 120. Well, they asked oh, Gary my. Player the other night. They yeah. said, "Who's the best player? How many presidents have you played with?" He said, "I played with seven. Who's the best player? Trump by far. <laughs> what a nugget. <laughs> what a what a I want to say what a legend just because of how he's talking. <laughs> he just, he just <laughs> so talks won many a club championships. Blatant, like, blatantly out of his backside. <laughs> That's Far so out. good. Would you play with him? No. You wouldn't? No. Oh. Oh, maybe just to see what he was like as a golfer. Just oh. to have a few suspicions confirmed because I've seen, I've seen some highlights. I've seen like he drives over the greens while people are putting on his golf. <laughs> he's he's got an okay swing, but I mean, I don't know who else is playing in those club championships. I was about to say he's not ripping par fives. Oh, no. And I think some of the courses he owns are like amateur, like pro events are on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, he owns some nice golf courses, yeah, definitely. Okay. But, oh, extraordinary. Just on. Trump, though, it get me thinking that American presidents always have always seem to have an affinity with God. Remember mm. George W. Bush? Now yep. we will catch Obama. those terrorists. Now watch this drive. Yeah, um, that's right. We can. <laughs> uh, Obama loved it. Yep. Clinton loved it. Yep. But Australia's leaders? No, no. See John Howard try and bowl a ball? Oh, maybe well, we maybe we should have tried that last week. That was in Afghanistan or Pakistan, wasn't it? Uh, that uh, ball. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Pakistan, Pakistan. Maybe maybe they sure. should have tried that on that no, wicket in Pindi last yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's funny, isn't it? That's funny. They not one of them play golf. Morrison, no, no. Rudd, yeah, right. Yeah, um, Keating. Ke- 
no way. No way. Uh, Hawk? Hawk, yeah. Oregon, could, Oregon he got out yeah, there. Yeah, he got out there. On the cans as well. Fraser, probably not. No. Just thinking of great words to use. <laughs> Whitlam, no. no. Is he starting a revolution <laughs> of sorts? Uh, yeah. Who else? Uh, I've got Morrison. So, no. Gillard, no. No. Not off the ladies' tees. Uh, no. Turnbull? And there's some nice courses down in Canberra. Have you heard the story of Malcolm Turnbull? Oh, tell the, me it. No, I haven't. The one with Brian Fletcher. No, he swears no. down at the icebergs one morning how they have the, the staggered starts. The yep. real, like the, the relay. The handicap starts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went before his number. Did he? Fletch, Fletch swears by the story. So oh, I don't boy. think that kind of ant, those kind of antics would go down well on a golf course. No. Is, you know, you've no. got to hold yourself. To the rules, but it's uh, weird. Unless you, when you start, you go ready play, and you go, yep, doesn't matter what handicap you're off. And ready, ready golf. Elbow, I can't, I can't no, picture on a golf no. course well, either. Well, so. Maybe I should get in there and bring the golfing prime ministry, prime ministry. Is that how you say? <laughs> in and some decisions <laughs> to be made. Now that would be an interesting be country great. to live in. <laughs> I reckon the ADF would have been up quicker <laughs> to the uh, to the floods in Lismore than they were. Yes, Dougie would have sorted that. I would have been up there. Dougie will sort a few more things after the break. We're going to catch up with Matt Denny, discus throw Olympian, Broncos fan, after the break uh, ahead of the Sydney Track Classic, uh, Track and Field Classic coming up uh, today. And we've got plenty more on the way on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment. Yeah, welcome back. Second hour on the way. That cut out quick, didn't it? I like the trailer. They just want our voices back on, Adam. Sure about that? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, didn't ask you at the top of the show. We've got Matt Denny coming up, mm-hmm. uh, discus thrower, Olympian, in a second. Uh, warning. A lot of talk this week. And yeah. Obviously, um, like it was seven days ago, exactly, we were sitting yeah. here doing a, a tribute show for him. But um, what was your initial reaction? Have you got a, a, a warning yeah. tale as well? Yeah. I um, I just thought, it can't be. You know what I mean? You think someone mm. like that is, um, you think they're going to live forever, don't you? This. The way they change cricket, the kind of person they are. He was always nice to me, and I, I just—it's just such a shame um, that this has happened. Um, but yeah, no, I—I saw—I—I I, I just missed him when I came in, um, but I saw him, you know, commentating with Jimmy Smith, um, the Sri Lankan Australian one day, a few weeks ago. Yep. G'day, mate. How you going? What's going on? And just I hope everything's well. And I saw, mate. I just have to ask you. I know you got to go. I just have to ask you, Augusta. He goes, mate, best place ever. You had a hole in one there, an amen corner. And I was thinking, yeah, just, I just thought, oh, my. That was, you know, to me, that's amazing. Someone like that, you've had a hole in one at Augusta. And he just always had the time to stop and say day. And, yeah, it is a damn shame. And well, he's home now. Yep. Let's, you know, I think everyone out there, whether they know him or not, let's just let the, the family and closest friends of his life, let, let, let's just leave them alone. Um, until I think it's the thirtieth, the MCG is having the state funeral for him. Yeah, let's just Celebration let's just all, life, yeah. let, let them do what they need to do to to let him go. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, what a shame! What a master and the king, mate. So yeah, what a shame. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to switch focus now and, and joined by uh, Matt Denny, who uh, well two weeks away from the Australian Track and Field Championships, taking part in the Sydney Track Classic this afternoon, or Field Classic as well, because he's in a field event. Event. He joins us right now on the Mowers Club. Matt, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. How are we? Good, good. Um, Happy to be down here, down in Sydney. Looking forward to getting back out there. It's good good to to finally actually start getting back out and competing in that. And 
I actually got a lot of a lot of friends down here, so it's been good to catch up with them as well, and they're coming out to watch the watch the comp. So it's it's been nice, nice couple of twenty four hours being here, and it hasn't been raining, so it's also a positive. Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, when when you throw that thing, is it going to disappear given the soft turf? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try. My, I'll try my best. Um, yeah, no, like it'll be. It's a obviously a shake out first comp back, but you know we've had some really good prep this year, um, but it's. You know, we're kind of we're still focusing on that world champs, Commonwealth Games. So, you know, a lot of the load is still on and um, still kind of tired from a big week of training. So we're not like it's not going to be any PB form kind of thing. Um, but you know, still still throwing consistently well is is the key, and and still being up and around. Um, you know, that 65 meter mark could be nice, which indicates like you know being in good form for the rest of the year. First of all, I like to um, say well done on the step one commercial. Very good in your undies, in, in, in your reggies. I really like it. It's very good. Um, but, Appreciate it. Yeah, but um, like, are you are you lifting weights every day? Are you throw Are you throwing every day? What's the natural uh, progression of yourself coming into this championship? Yeah, so a lot of things have changed since Tokyo in in the way that we've addressed training. We've actually um, taken off a lot of load. Um, Usually, before prior to Olympics, you know, I was doing four gym sessions a week as well as uh, three to four throws as well and, like, a smattering of other different, you know, types of training. Mm. Uh, but now we're back to only two gyms and two throws with um, a few different, like, you know, gymnastics or um, different other conditioning things that we do in training. And, you know, it's, it's quite nice. It's giving me a bit more time to recover, but we're still able to train at a higher level, um, so it's been really good. Um, it, it's I don't know. We're, we're doing less work, but getting you know double the return at the moment, which is mm. which is really really nice. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. Um, and you know, it'll probably stay around the same for the next couple of months, um, leading into nationals as well as European season. And then when we get to you know the the peak end of it, when we start freshening up, just the the weights will look different. The throw sessions will look slightly different. Everything gets a little bit lighter, more focus on speed um, and more focus on like really being as fresh as possible for when you throw because that's what you want to do predominantly well when you go to a major chance. So. Absolutely. What, what was it like after the Olympics last year? Because it was like, it was incredible. Like the, the, the whole of Australia yeah. is in lockdown, watching you guys do your thing over there. You're having the time of your life even though it wasn't really a normal Olympics in as such, but you made it as good as it could be. And then coming back and then we talked to you just after that as well. And it, it sounded like you're still on a huge high. What was it like in, in the months following? Yeah, it's, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of athletes don't talk about it much, but it's, it's quite a weird process because, you know, you go, you, you live your whole life, like being an athlete, you live your whole life at this whole looking into the future of I'm preparing for this, I'm preparing for this. And then you get there. You compete, and you're, you know, all your expectations are on the line of what's a good performance, what's a not, not a good performance. And look, I was, I was happy with my performance in the fact that I threw a PB, but I was disappointed because I knew that I felt I had more as well as, you know, the issues with the preparation and whatever. So, mm. um, so you know, I was on a high when I was coming back. There was a lot of the media attention, um, and I was on this high, but then. You know, the issue is you go from that massive high to this huge low, and um, we call it the like post games blues. Um, and you know, a lot of people refer, refer to it as very similar to depression or a, a type of depression, which is 
you know, it's it's pretty tough and a lot of athletes went through it. I know mm. I went through it. Um, so it's, you know, just it's really important for everyone to kind of focus on, um, you know, just being ready for that because you go from everything to nothing in a period of four weeks. Um, so it was a weird experience yet again. You just can't prepare yourself for it. Um, the Olympics itself was great, but the, the posts and the kind of, the come, the come down of it, I guess, there. isn't it? The come down, yeah. just thinking back. I'm back to reality now. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird process because it's everything's so like intense, twenty four seven. So then, what's new? What, what's next? You're, you're looking for the new thing again. So, so I'm, yeah, tip, was, so I'm tipping. That's where the, um, the relaxed approach with train. I wouldn't say relaxed approach, but that, that approach of training where you, you just take it easy, like it's not. It, the be all end all. You just got it's still a game. It's still a sport, and you you, you know what to do. You, your fundamentals are there of, of discus throwing. Yeah, exactly. And like, and now that I'm now that I'm an older athlete, like I've got all the um, older. I'm 25, but like now that I've got that, you know, all that grit work done when I was younger. Now it's kind of more about the finer detail stuff. Still, obviously, working as hard as I can and pushing as much weight and um, throws, you know, as possible. But you know, it's it's just being a little bit more smart about the recovery um, and just giving myself a little bit of breathing space when it comes to feeling a bit fresher and, and having a little bit better quality of work. Broncos fan, if I'm not mistaken? Sorry? You're a Broncos fan, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, of course. Got to be. So. Oh, um, got to yeah, be. It's got to be. Kind of, I like it. Yes, it's, it's a rite of passage up there, I guess. Um yeah. What do you think of last night? And uh, does this mean that the Broncos are back? Full stop. Oh, mate, I think um, I think it's been a long time coming to get to find the, like get the boys find some form again. So um, yeah, it's it's refreshing. Um, I'm keen to. I'm hoping to get to a few more games before I because he- I head to Europe in in May. Um, well, yeah, tenth of May, and I'm going to be away for four months. So hopefully, I can get a few games in before. Uh, before I disappear overseas for a while. Um, but, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, it, it, that more sounds like hope so rather than think <laughs> it so. <wasn't. laughs> yeah, I, hope, I think hope and think is, is yeah, is quite closely tied together. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, obviously it's always early days, hey. Like, it's, everyone's just got to find their feet and, and see how much consistency they can get throughout the season. Well, mate, um, to be honest, down here at, like, Feeling sorry for the Broncos is like feeling sorry for a bookmaker. It's, it's <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. just to just to grab that knife into your side, mate. But um, hope you have a great day. <laughs> yeah, no, appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, um, what about some of our other athletes? Is there anyone that's better to talk about? Um, going possibly going to have a great year, and some of the people that we got to know um so well during the Olympic campaign that um in 2022 and beyond with all these big competitions coming up are, are in for a, a decent, uh, decent yeah, calendar look, year. Yeah, I think, yeah, this, I th- I've, I've said it a few times um, to, to people that, you know, I think athletics is coming back into that, that new golden era of, you know, a lot of depth uh, on the international stage with competition. So um, it's really nice to see. And, and especially when, you know, a lot of them are coming out to compete in the domestic season as well to, to really, you know, bring the fans um, to the comps and, and really support the Australian side of the sport. So, yeah, we've got, you know, Petey Bowles, 
um, competing tonight. He's he's starting to come back into really really good form. A lot of we have a lot that have uh, disappeared overseas for world indoors, yep. um, as well as a couple that have you know uh, pulled out to just some niggles like Manny Kennedy and uh, Ryan Browning. Like a couple of those guys have pulled out from a few niggles just to focus on staying healthy and um, looking towards the European season. Um, but yeah, I'm just uh, it, there's actually too many to list uh, that I can't even. I'm getting a bit confused now. But yeah, we've we've got a, a, so many people that are ready to go on that whole, you know, making top eights, making podiums, and and winning. That you know, I think it's it's really starting to return to that 2000 era of when athletics was seen to be in its prime. So it, it's mm. it's nice to be in that in that show. So. Yeah, no, it is good. It's just a shame that you can't do indoors, but you and Javelin, yeah, it's probably not a good thing to have indoor discus and Javelin and things like that, eh? Yeah, no, you might hit the not, roof. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the safest aspect. Uh, might, maybe if you get an indoor stadium where you can clear out a whole grass field, but yeah, we don't want to be taking out any old officials or anything anytime soon. So, uh, Fair enough. Mate, uh, really appreciate your time this morning. Um, good luck tonight getting through it and obviously better things to come this year and uh, hopefully the groundwork that you put in um, works out well for you in 2022 and best luck to the Broncos as well on your behalf. Yeah, no, thanks, Miles. Appreciate it. I'll uh, hopefully... Talk to you again another time. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll touch base when you're over in Europe. And um, yeah, as long as the, the time differences match up. Uh, Matt yeah, Denny, have a good one, mate. See you, fellas. Bye. Matt Denny joining us uh, live on the Mowers Club. And yeah, check out the uh, the Sydney Track Classic tonight and the uh, Australian Track and Field Championships coming up um, at the end of March. Back in a moment with the NR. Yeah, nah, um, driving my truck going to work this week people reversing out of their driveways without even looking mm. yeah have you had that nah I, I have had that and, and it's I'll like I'm in a five ton truck it's not but it, and yeah. with a kid in the car I was blowing up and I'm the bad guy she's into me oh yeah yeah I'm like use your eyes like revert didn't even look just, didn't even look just reversed out mm. nah buses I've found and I've got a lot of respect for bus drivers because mm-hmm. they do a great job. But that I f- find that they're very aggressive with the merge. Yes. It's like I'm I'm the only thing on the road right now. I'm bigger, so move. I'm better. Yeah. Break and move. Mm. Get out the way. Yep. They do realise that they've got the size advantage. Yeah. Uh, good, a good big and will always beat a good little one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like it. My little Mazda would get squashed by one of those <laughs> yeah, B1s. Mazda, so. yep. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, well. I'm always afraid of you know my Lambo getting scratched, uh, my Lamborghini getting scratched. You don't? That's, no, I don't have a Lamborghini. Oh, I'm not sure, Doug. Like you said it with such confidence. I did. I thought... It sounded good, didn't it? It sounded <laughs> amazing. Yeah, that that kind of stuff just annoys me. Or people that don't get in a roundabout and don't indicate. You know what I mean? Like, just give you nothing. Anyway, yeah. nah. A lot, of, a lot of road things that I've you can bring really up on you. I've really blown up here because I drive every day. You see it. I see a lot of people picking their nose when they drive, and that's a nut. That's, <laughs> I'm pretty gross myself, but that's like a, oh, uh, oh. Anyway, yeah, nah, nah, nah. What would you prefer just then to just? I don't know. I just don't want to be. I'm happy listening to my podcast. I don't want to see it. <laughs> it's my people-watching skills are just going through the window. Uh, another one, Doug? Um, yeah, we we saw this morning that um, 
So there, I think some young guys were sliding down. Pat, what are we? Young yeah, guys, Pat, what do we got? Line this up. With young you, guys were sliding so, down a grass hill at the beach. Yeah, so we're at, this is on the Gold Coast. A couple of kids sliding down the hill, ripped yeah. up the hill at, at Burley. It was, and Joel Parkinson's come up and blown up at him. Oi! You f-ing idiot! Get the f- off my camera, you dog! He just hit a ten thousand dollar camera. That's my f-ing work, you dog. Just slip and slide, it's not raining. <laughs> Mate, that's enough. Settle down. They're having their fun, all right? You've had your fun. You try to stop them having fun, we've had a gutful. Have fun, boys. Live. What on earth was going on there? Oh, I have no idea. So the couple, like, little Instagram kitty or, like, kids on their phones. Yeah. Are, like, filming a social media, like, sliding down. Sliding the, down a hill. Yeah. What was the hill? hill? So just a hill, normal park hill at Burley. Yeah. From all the rain. Up, but so, it's ripped up the grass. So no, But no one's property? No one's property. No, no it's, it's, a beach, it's a beach grass, and from all the rain, it's just all mud. So they're sliding down the hill. Obviously, On bodyboards or just? Just their own. I think like a bit of cardboard or something. Yeah. A bit of cardboard, yeah, yeah. yeah as you do. Yeah. So what, some old, like, Paco so, hasn't come along and had So he's, had one, he's one of those guys in the group. He's not the main instigator. Yeah. But they've come up and told the kids to move along. Yeah. And then... They've sort of hit back and it's escalated. Okay. Um, how did it end? How did it end? Yeah. It just a, a breakup scuffle. A scuffle? It, it ended with this segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I suppose it's a bit of, yeah, no, just for the it's, pure it's, aggression. It's one of those things you've got to see it. You know, you've got to see I'll it. Have a look at, so where is that on Parker's So that Instagram. was on 7 News. It was on 7 News. That made the news. That made the news? So everything that's going on in the world, that, that made, made the, the news. news. In Burley. I'm yeah narrowing the fact that that made the, the news. Hit it. Yeah. yeah no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. That made the news with everything that's. My goodness. Anyway, um, I've got. Remember just, when the Gold Coast was like back in the day? Mm. It used to be so much fun. Still is. Yeah, it is still. It is. Yes, it still is. But yeah, anyway, move on. You've got to know where to find your fun, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Potholes. Well, these days it's kids' parks, beaches, slip and slides, movie world. One more, yeah, no. Tell me. Potholes. Over it. <laughs> it's no one's fault. No. And they're doing their best, the councils around the place, to oh. fill them all in. Yep. But dead set, driving on Sydney roads at the moment is like the warm-up lap of a Grand Prix. Mm. <laughs> Warming up the tyres. Potholes. Yeah, nah. Stuff you, potholes. Yeah. Did you see Daniel Ricciardo, by the way? No. Tested positive for COVID. Did he? Unfortunately. So he misses the last week of practice before the Bahrain Grand Prix next week. They bring in Rowdy Burns or Cole Trickle. (laughs) (laughs) Rubbard's racing. Get get Nicole Kidman up there. I want you to drive my car. Got a lot of things I ain't paid for yet. I reckon you know that. It's a good movie. Movie line for line, do you? And what's his name? Um, Don't tell me. Out of the Godfather. Um... Duval, Robert Duval. Robert Duval. He's yep. a team team Only, manager. Yeah, yeah. He said, No, 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 you can't do this. And then he goes, You get in that car, you'll die. And <laughs> what happened? He won. Yeah. Any anyway. Great movie. Days of Thunder. Anyway, Check it moving, out. moving on. Uh before our next news break, Dougie, I just want to quiz you a little on uh the second test, which sure. starts today. Yep. So Australia, Pakistan in Karachi. Mm-hmm. So have you did you ever play in Pakistan? I did. I was the last the last tour that went there. I was the A. 2007, mm-hmm. um, played at Lahore. I think we played in Faisalabad. I think we played in Kura, uh, in Royal Pindi. I'm, I'm not too sure, but I got five for 15, so that's that's all. That's five great. for 15? Yeah, I got that in Lahore. Great trip. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. We had a real good, real good team, real good guys. 
Uh, we had a great time. So that was an A tour. Was that was it? Aussie A tour, yeah, Aussie 2007. A-tour. So I went to myself and Phil Jakes who were at Worcestershire. Yep. Rain the whole summer. <laughs> and then they said, uh, you're going to Pakistan. So we've gone from a cold, wet English summer to... 47 degrees. So first training session, I've gone, oh, brilliant. Buffet, pancakes, bacon and all that. Net session in 50 degrees. <laughs> so, Technicolor yawn. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, what happened? I said, oh, I had a full breakfast. Uh, rookie mistake. Uh, but yeah, we had a great time. Yeah. Um, just one of those countries you never thought you'd go to and just how different the cultures are. It, it seems like, and look, the team that's over there now, they would be, they are under lock and key, basically. Yep. They're not seeing much apart from the hotels. But they're enjoying the experience, he, listening to a couple of the players talking about being out there in the middle and how much the crowd loved having them there and mm-hmm. there was a there was a good feel to it. Unfortunately, they decided to um, put the wicket as the Princess Highway. and oh, it was uh, flat, wasn't it? And without potholes, unfortunately, it was 20, just... <laughs> 24 years and, I, I, you know, it, it's easier said than done now, but I was kind of like, they, they have to pick a second spinner Australia. I don't think it would have mattered now, as we said off air. You're right. In that one, but... I, I just think... You never know, yeah. But they've got a second spinner for this test. They so do. So they brought in Mitch Swepson, no Josh Hayeswood. So Stark and Cummins, well, obviously Paddy keeps his spot. Yep. But Stark keeps his spot ahead of Hazelwood. What yep. do you think of that? Yeah, I, I think they've just they've probably just made that decision on uh, they want a left-hander in, which is fair enough. Um, and Josh, he's probably coming off a long injury. He hasn't played much cricket. I wouldn't say he was underdone or anything, but they've probably gone with Starkey that's Obviously, a left-hander and just got more match fitness and can probably mm. get through the game a bit better. Not saying mm. Josh Hazelwood did anything wrong last test, um, but I think that's just the way they've gone. Mm. Um, I'd love to be a selector in the, you know, one day doing those, but I think that's just the way they've gone. Maybe Mitch Stark might start bowling some quick off-spin. Like Nathan Bracken, Bracken used to do. No, he doesn't need to do that. They've got, <laughs> no, don't do that. No, don't do that. No, don't, don't put that in his mind. But, um, yeah, no, let's let's hope it's a great wicket. We've got a great day of sport. But, yeah, I, I think the second spinner is. And you've got to think, too, over in the – I just think, you know, outside the square, over in, you know, the subcontinent, that if you get wind of, you know, which you would, you get wind of Pakistan picking three spinners, you should try and copy that. Because it's fair to say that uh... – their conditions. The thing's going to turn. Yeah. Well, uh, let, the, grounds, the groundsman in Karachi is going to serve up yeah, well, something a little, with a little bit more life. than. Uh, yeah, I didn't know Sunny Holt Road was going to be on <laughs> the first test. And, you know, they would have been shattered with that 24 years without yeah. a test and they get it. And that happens. Like, what? Well, you know, they would have been excited just have, making a good wicket. But, um, yeah, that, that's the way I would have went personally. Mm. And that's my opinion. And, you know, we've all got one. They're like bums. But um, <laughs> let's... Uh, Let's hope they... Um, Thank you for that image, Douglas. Yeah, I've got a good bum. Uh, <laughs> my mum told me. Um, no. <laughs> no, I'm happy they've picked another spinner and I, I think the it's, I think the level's right for the team. Fair enough. We've got some text on the text line, 0457 736 736, uh, talking about driving. Hey, guys, if the speed limit is over 60s, buses can't just pull out like cowboys. Um, that's from Griff. Uh, most inconsiderate road users. Um, oh, don't tell me we've got a 1 to 10 here. Yes, we've got I a like 1 that. to 10. Here we go. This is from uh, Dean Russell. Most inconsiderate road users. 10. Anyone who doesn't acknowledge you when they let you let them in. Yes. Range road drivers yep. at number nine. <laughs> Eight. Semi-trailers. Seven. Volvo drivers. Six. Motorcycles. Five. Public transport bl- <laughs> bus drivers. Four cyclists, 
Three, P-plate tradies. <laughs> Two, four-wheel drive school mums. Yep. And at number one, most inconsiderate <laughs> road users, according to Dean Dino Russell. on the text line, Audi drivers. Two first names. I like it. Good man. <laughs> Brilliant. Motorcycles, yeah. Do you reckon that's the do you reckon the motorcycle part is like when you're sitting there and they're scooting inside out of the lane and everything you've got to keep at, at red lights? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I Range think Rovers, so. yep, because they're big and they just want to take up all the road. Yep, four wheel drive school mums, you know, <laughs> you know it's a kiss and drop off, but they stay there. Yeah, yep, that annoys me. And they clog the road because they take up half the road because they just stop where they want. Yeah, I, I yep. get it. Yeah, uh, Audi drive. Paolo from Peakhurst has uh, come in. At, Long-time listener, Paolo. Morning, AP, Dougie. Yeah, nah. Why is it on a Saturday morning people leave their shopping trolley in the middle of a vacant car spot at Woolies? Peanut brains. I'm with him. Mm. So with him. Just put it away. That's it. It's only 30 seconds. Yep. Just go. Yeah. Put the trolley away. People are busy going nowhere. Mm. In a hurry to go nowhere. Yeah, like, exactly. that is a very, very um, hard thing to do. Like, I am so busy. I've got to go. <laughs> okay. And uh, one last one on the text line about um, things we were bringing up on the roads this morning. Peacock with your driving record. Shush. Dunny. Thank you for that. 0457 736 736. I'm on probation. I've got done in a school zone (laughs) when there was no school on, on a pupil free day. Oh, so the lights were flashing and all that and you still got done? I I don't know. I can't remember. Well, no one was home if the lights were flashing (laughs) and I've still got done. I got done 49 in a 40 zone and that puts me over in probation. So, I got I got done with my phone. It was five points and three hundred and fifty bucks. I got done on my phone and it was double demerits. So it was ten oh, points wow. and three hundred and fifty bucks. Wow. I trumped you right wow. there, Ducky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but no, deserve it. Hands yeah. up. Yeah, get off wow. your phone when you're driving. Totally deserve what's, it. What's, yeah, anyway. We're blown out here. We've we're late for the news. Here it is. Back in a moment. Yes, welcome back. Now, uh, next week, Dougie, Yes. Uh, this particular program will be from Concord Golf Club. Am I in? Am I getting a gig? I I'm able to go there? Don't know. We usually work out things about Thursday. So okay. <laughs> it's well, for lastminute.com. I'm here, free, so. okay? We'll give you a yell. We'll give you, I don't know if Davis is back. No one knows. He's he's meant to be the co-host of this program, but he just bundies off for a couple of weeks at a time and um, does his coaching thing, which is fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I think he. I think he'd be a good coach, actually. I, I I think he'd be very good man management. As long as he tells his players what they should do in reference to their own abilities and not yeah. how he went about things off the park sometimes. Kind of wants them to do. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I eat Northeast Cronulla. Stay away from it. Um, big week <laughs> with right. the New South Wales Open. Uh, plus two big tournaments uh, next month, the Australian Ladies Classic and the Women's New South Wales Open. And, um, yeah, joining us right now, David Tease from uh, Golf New South Wales to talk about next week's uh, New South Wales Open. Um, morning, mate. How are you? Morning, guys. How are you going? Yeah, good, good. Uh, question from a lot of golfers and mowers, in fact, is like obviously how the turf is holding up, how the backyard's looking, how the front yard's looking. I know for a fact my golf course, uh, Long Reef, is closed for a couple mm. more days. Uh, they got Renault's. How's Concord looking ahead of uh, what is a prestigious tournament next weekend? Oh, look, if you saw the photos of it on Tuesday, you'd wonder how on earth we're going to hold a tournament there next week. But um, look, the superintendent, Chris Howe, out at... Uh, Concord and the crew, they've done a fantastic job. I was there Friday uh, about lunchtime, and you wouldn't have known it had rained all week. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic condition come next week, weather holds off, of course. Did you, um, with the course going forward, you've had some renovations in the past couple of years, mate, and 
obviously he's had the is it the Concord Cup? Um, was it uh, two weeks ago? Um, by some of the scores in that, there are you looking for an exciting event? Oh, certainly. Uh, look, the Concord Cup, um, you know, for its first year was elevated to world golf and world amateur golf ranking status. Mm. Um, young young bloke from the Hunter Valley, Corey Lamb, won it. Um, who interestingly is making his professional debut this week up in the Hunter Valley at the uh, TPC. Yeah, but. Um, Mate, he shot three pretty fantastic rounds of golf there, and look by you know by any measure, um, that's what these guys are going to be capable of shooting next week. I expect some um, some really good low scores there. One name that stands out for me on ahead of the New South Wales Open um, from personal um, perspective because I did a story with him for Code Sports, codesports.com.au, in-depth mm, stories all plug. over the place. I like it. Thank you. Uh, was Jeffrey Guan, who is just back from the United States. Now this kid is quite special from what I can understand in terms of his talent. And he's he won a, a big event over there, did he not, David? He's coming back here to play in the New South Wales Open next week? He certainly did. He won the um, – well, it's on, on the American Junior Golf Association Tour. He won the inaugural Adam Scott Invitational in Los Angeles. It was held the same week as the um, Genesis Championship, which is the old LA Open on the on the PGA Tour. Mm. Um one by six shots, one pretty comfortably in the mm. end. Uh, look, he's a guy really to pencil down and look at, you know, it's going to be one of the next big things of Australian golf. Fantastic talent and, you know, a guy just to watch out for in the next three, four, five years. But there's a few coming through, isn't there? there there's a lot of depth and hungry um, young golfers, male and female, um, trying to trying to forge ahead in a, in a sport where worldwide it seems the depth is increasing each and every year. Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, we've got genuinely in Australia right now um, in the male game, for example, we've got a we've got a real next generation about to you know a real about to really make their mark in the world. We had Jed Morgan win the Australian PGA Championship, his maiden tour win, and all but guaranteeing him a place on next year's DP uh, DP World Tour, which is the old European tour. Look, notwithstanding that, with a bunch of other young gun names there, Louis Dobbler from Queensland, um, Doug Bollinger, fifth on the order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Dougie could wish. Um, Louis, um, Louis from Brookwater, and uh, there's quite a famous photo that did the rounds last year. He won the club championships at Brookwater. They had the men and men's and women's champions there, and all the. Uh, all the interest was on the women's champion that week, who happened to be one Ash Barty. Um, is Mr. Louis was? Yeah, sorry. Is Mr. Barty on the bag again this week for Louis? Wasn't Louis? Uh, I think it was the Queensland Open, didn't he not? He, Gaz um, Ash's fiance was yeah. was on the bag for him. Look, I believe he was on the bag for Louis down at the TPC at Bonnie Doon last week. Um, didn't didn't see him, but the the word was he was there. So. Um, there's, yeah, there's certainly a strong connection through the um, through the club there at Brookwater up in Queensland. So going forward, with with some of these kids coming to play, these up and younging kids and guys that are coming from overseas, do you kind of pinpoint a few that you just say we'd like you to come over and play and come and you know try something new and a different course that you haven't played before? Oh, look, we offer out this. You know, we offer out a bunch of invitations yep. and. Um, special offers to uh, golfers from all over the world. Um, we do have, like most tournaments, we have a running invitation list for, you know, for outstanding players, marquee players, that sort of thing. But we do offer, from the amateur perspective, from the elite side of the game, we offer three spots. Golf Australia will fill um, 
three positions in the tournament this week. So too will Golf New Zealand. Um, they're kind of not names that you'd, you know, that are that are going to be recognisable right now. But um, stay tuned. Within a year or two, they'll um, they'll be certainly up there. Um, you know, we've there's a bunch of young guns here this week that were in this position two or three two or three years ago, but you know, are ready to take that next step. Um, Jared Felton, who won the TPC at Bonnie Doon week before last, probably probably is famously known for his five tour wins. He is for his um, relationship with Hannah Green. He's Hannah Green's boyfriend, um, world number 29. Um, but we've got um, Newcastle's Blake Windred back two years, two years since turning professional. Had his maiden tour win last year at the Victorian PGA. He's This will be his first start in 22 at the New South Wales Open. He's been chasing the uh, chasing the dream playing in South Africa for the last four weeks. Um, he's back. It, it, it's going to mean a lot to a lot of these guys. Um, this this could really set their year up yeah. and set their 2023 up. It's a, a sizable enough purse uh, next week for first place. That's good. To have a real impact on the Australian Order of Merit. Top three on the Australian Order of Merit at the end of this season are guaranteed the tour card for the uh, for the DP World Tour or the European Tour in 23. Oh, that's that's awesome. a massive stepping stone. Absolutely. Yeah, money money uh, left, right and centre in the DP World Tour coming in. Um, Zach Murray, is that a name that rings a bell uh, to you, David? He's yeah, a- Zach, look, Zach's a fantastic golfer. Came through the um, through the golf big, big program a few years ago. Yep. Uh, picked up a New Zealand Open win a couple of years ago. Um hmm. Was a bit of a story doing the rounds earlier in the week. He was out with his dad and his brother, shot 58 down at Wodonga. Um, I've seen this. So I've got the scorecard here. So he was playing off a handicap of plus nine, Dougie, which means he has to shoot nine under to have 36 Stableford points. If you don't know the scoring system in golf, it means that you are shooting your handicap. have nine birdies. He's got to have nine birdies to just break even, so to speak. (laughs) He shot a 58 and had 41 points, so five better than his handicap. Wow. Okay, it was a – yeah, the – the club comp at a local, uh, he's probably on his way up here or something like that, but that is an extraordinary round of golf, is it not? Oh, unbelievable round of golf for anywhere. I mean, anytime you put the, you know, the, the number fives in front of your score, it's, you know, it's fantastic. Mm. Uh, there's very, very few that are, um, that have ever done it. There's probably going to be very few that will ever do it. Um, so yeah, a pretty special moment for Zach and, who better to do it with than his dad and his brother too. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately for Zach, probably what happens in comps like that is that some C grader shoots the lights out and has 47 <laughs> points and he got dusted in the comps. So anyway, he might have got a ball or something yeah. for his trouble. Oh, um, the $30 voucher. <laughs> so, and just going forward, mate, just for people listening and all that, if you're, if you're getting your kid into golf or yourself, the best way to get into these events is it to, to, to be the club champ at your golf club just play as many uh, junior tournaments as you can. What What's the best way of just getting yourself in to try to get these events? Well, at this, at this level, there's, you know, there's certainly a pathway you would have followed, but you know, from, from club level and beyond, you need to be playing, particularly playing open championship events, Varden events in and around the Sydney yep. area, um, New South Wales area, and then take, then making that the first stepping stone and beyond. Um, from that point, you can go towards national ranking events, uh, this week, for example, the the Riverstyle Cup in Victoria is the the premier amateur event in Australia being played. It does carry some significant world ranking points. Um, beyond that, as I said, Concord was a world ranking event. Uh, these things matter. Um, and as you as you jump and hop and skip along, your amateur world ranking increases. That allows you to not only play across the big events in Australia, but gets you 
get you into the bigger events in Europe and the US. Um, and from there, the you know really the holy grail is from the amateur side of things is to get to an amateur championship or a US amateur, and you know hopefully pick up a win. Curtis Luck did it in 2015, 2016, won the US amateur, got himself a start in the Masters and the Open Championship, and you know is now finding himself yeah applying his trade on the Corn Ferry Tour. So that's the goal. It's a constructed considered pathway um a lot of work in between though um if your goals as you as you guys know if your goals to become a professional sportsman it takes 101 percent commitment golf's no different absolutely um david really appreciate your time this morning mate and uh, look forward to getting out there with the mowers club next saturday for the new south wales open you can get your tickets at ticket tech it's on from march 17 to 20 new south wales open at concord in sydney uh yeah dave have a good one mate we'll catch you next week Thanks, guys. You too. Enjoy. Thanks, mate. David Tees from uh, Golf New South Wales. Off to a short break. We're going to go around the socials after break. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Oh, done it again. I've had the Got button off. That's the first time it's happened this morning. It makes Nick Davis's week when I do that, but he's not here this morning. Doug Bollinger <laughs> is. And Doug has proudly come in this morning and said, guys, I've relented. I'm finally on social media. We're going to go around the socials right now. We're going to start with Doug because he's he's mm. gone on TikTok, yep. which I'm not across, but I'm on Instagram and I've noticed, Doug, that you're, you're just starting out slowly. Firstly, yeah. you've gone the private account. So basically, you've put the big doorman on the uh, the entry to your Instagram account, and you're going to just let in, let in who well, you want. Let me just say, first up, you're the first post I've had with the Moles Club in the background. So you're numero uno. Yes. So I've um, I've uh, followed and written Joe Rogan a, a message to come on my podcast. Yep. And I've just written uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and followed him. So cross fingers. So maybe next week or when I'm on next, I'll follow a couple more B-grade celebrities. I tell you what, <laughs> I'm honoured. You put me as your first post. Mm, it's good, isn't it? You yeah, it's really Because I put one of you on Twitter this morning with mm. the reflection from the Mowers Club so TV. I'm, so I'm third <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> no, thank you, Doug. I'm, no, that's all right. made my day. Yeah, so I've gone for a couple of decent A-listers. Yeah. I've actually gone on the tour past Leo's house, so I feel that we're, we're pretty connected. What, one of those buses yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Best mate. Yeah. So I was going to knock on his door, um, see if he wants his grass sprayed or something. But... um. <laughs> Yeah, so so Leo uh, and sorry, another guy, Maynard James Keenan, my my idol. He's a musician, winemaker, restaurateur, um, restaurateur, restaurateur. I've I've watched that. I've we've sent him a message, come on the podcast, but they haven't come back to me. They, they will, why. mate. What, what, all you got to do, you got to take follow- the approach of you you throw a hundred pieces of bait into the water, and you well, only I was about need to say bite. he's going to see my post out of fourteen point seven um, followers. Fourteen point so, seven million. Million, yes. You'll yes. get to so, it. I'm confident. I, I'm, I'm, a ch- I'm, I'm a chance, and my man Leo. Well, it's better um, than not asking the question, Doug. Yeah, yeah he's fifty six point two million. Oh, you'll get to um, it too. So I, I, I feel I'm a solid chance, maybe getting on his boat with him. Oh, but I'll let everyone know. Oh, when he gets married next, you'll be in the bridal party. For yes. Sure. So I'll, I'll let everyone know, mm. um, and we'll go from there. Pat, around the socials, you picked out a, a couple of things from. From the great world of Twitter, which first, can be a sewer from time to time. Well, yeah, of first one on the socials is uh, is follow at Doug Bollinger four. Yeah. Now, Doug, he's number four. Is that your batting number or your batting average? 
Uh, <laughs> batting number, batting average and shirt number. I batted three once and got out first ball. <laughs> How it. did you bat three? What happened? Uh, I think it was a shield game back in the day at the MCG, and they got 500, we got 500. And Steve West said, uh, Doug, you're batting three. Got our first ball, and Michael <laughs> Clark didn't ever know his gear on. <laughs> he was in the shower. <laughs> was it Night Watchman? Or no, just... it was just like the last day or something like that. They got Matthew Mock got 300, or okay. Greg Mail got him out in the end. Wow. Yeah, so wow. Any, anyway, um, got 11 blokes to 100, though. I say that every time I come on the show, so that's good. Cool. <laughs> but um, thanks, Pat. First time I met you, and um, you yeah. can do this. Yeah, I Spray like you. it. <laughs> Well, you, I might cover back after this segment. So, first one I saw is Adam Reynolds tweeting a photo of a, or an emoji. Doug, you know what emojis are? Um, now that you're on the... Yep. He's all over it now. Yep. Yep. Tweeted a horse. So, he didn't even play and he's already putting the boot into okay. the old oh, He's all I in. Like it. yeah. I like it. It's a bit it. like when a, a, a footballer scores a goal against their former club, they refuse to celebrate. Oh, really? Reynolds hasn't done nah, that. Nah. Just get aggressive. Just get going. Like, okay, yeah. don't go over and give it to them, depending oh, on the horse. circumstances. But oh, hang on. Is it a stallion? It's a Bronco. It's a Bronco. I like it. Does that mean he won't be a life member of South Sydney no, ever I think, again? I'm Isaac sure Luke got this week, so I think. I think not... Reynolds is going to be up there. Yeah. yeah. Ah, good one. Good pickup. I like that. Good yeah, job. Well done. Yep. This one might be uh, might interest you, Adam. Fox Sports are calling Nico Hines, Nicholas Hines now. Okay. So I don't know if you're involved. There was a few years there where they went from Cameron to Cam to Cameron to Cam with yeah. Cameron Smith. Nico, oh, it depends on the player. So yeah. what happens each preseason is that uh, there's a bit of communication, depending on how good the communication department is for the respective football club, about pronunciations and yeah. about oh, a player wants to be known as. Yeah. Um, Surely he didn't like say that. Chance Nickel Klukstad was Klukstad, and then last year we heard that Kluk, Canberra yeah. wanted him. That's how he wanted it set. So, yeah, cool. That's as long as it's made clear. But, maybe, yeah, maybe he does want that changed. Yeah. Oh, Surely mature. not. Well, it's up to him. It's his name. If you wanted to be called Doug, you could be I if get you wanted Doug, to. D-O-U-G-H. Doug. But I'd just let it go, you know. It's just like pff, water off a duck's back, you know. Moving yeah. on. We're on the heels of the news here. But have you seen the new NRL campaign? They're doing like real versus unreal. So, they got like Josh. I've seen the words of it. Josh, I seen so, them. Josh is real. Big Pappy is unreal. Okay, yeah. So I thought that was Dylan Napa. What's that? Big Pappy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's over in. Uh, he's over in France now. Yeah, he got he? sent off in his first game. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Club it a bloke, first tackle, first <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. And he's learnt. Oh my Kane god. Kane Evans got sent off as well. He's over there as well. He's. Oh, that is no surprise. No. At he all. didn't even look at the ref. He just hit him and just walked off. <laughs> Showing <laughs> impact. Pat, not bad. Not bad for around the socials. We're off to a quick news break in a moment. We're going to head up to Suncorp and find out how the hell Malcolm Caddy's got that ground in order so well after a flight. Yes, welcome back for our last hour. We're going to talk some uh, gardening tips shortly mm. with uh, Malcolm Caddy's up at Suncorp Stadium. Remarkable, remarkable set of circumstances that uh, they were underwater. And last night you looked at it, it looked like a billiard table. Suncorp Stadium. So a few lawn tips on the way here for uh, the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Just a text on the text line, 0457 736 736. Morning, boys. Dougie, just a little tip um, about Leo, who you said you mm. put the shout-out to, maybe go on his boat. Um, don't hop on that boat with Leo. Last time I saw him in a boat, it didn't end well. I think he's alluding to uh, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to take that on. Um, yep. So, going on my feed, 
we are trying to find out who are some interesting people I can try and follow and try and get on my podcast, people. So, yeah. And with the racing going on today, have you got any tips today? I've picked Adam? out a couple. We've got You've, Tristan Merlin yeah. coming up on um, uh, from topsport.com.au shortly. But, um, yeah, we uh, – yeah, I do. And okay. I do have the reputation of I decide to tip this horse and the horse – then has to be immediately vet checked to see if it's Perfect. still got four legs. Love it. Um, so yeah, I've had a few issues in the last couple of weeks and, and months and so, but um, I'll, I'll pick one out today. But I'm not going to. With you know. was, okay with with kids sport and sport 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 that's on today. Mm. What will you be doing? Will you on on the couching it with a six pack? Will you be barbecuing it? Will you be? Um, what do you think you'll be doing, mate? I will be at probably go down to Cromer Park this afternoon yep. and watch um, a bit of. At youth football with the phone in hand with the ability to watch so you're races. there mentally probably every 20 minutes Flemington Rose Hill yep. Rose Hill Flemington yeah, I like it and then get back home and just go just give the remote an absolute pizzling vlogging brand new batteries <laughs> yes I think I'll be at the Marsden today out in Marsden Park okay yeah I think I'm going to um, venture out there today the um, pub yeah it's a good pub yep. um, with a few of my mates um be good fun. A big day, big day sport. I'm actually really looking forward to the cricket. I'm looking forward to the test match. So what time does that start? About four o'clock. Four o'clock at Three starts. o'clock coverage, four o'clock. The mighty chooks. Um, away we go. Exactly. Yeah. So what, you, you do you have a curfew? Oh, I try to come home when the race is finished. Okay. <laughs> Not because you need it or to help out at home or anything no, like that. No, no, just to do the just, right thing, mate. You know, yeah. put them to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a family for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, Dave. But yeah, no, I, I, you know, I've been through that in the past, mate. But have a good time. Race yep. is finished. Time to go home. Um, and I like waking up fresh on a Sunday as well. Fair enough. What we're going to do? We're going to take a short break. Short uh, right now. We'll hopefully have Tristan Millhan around the corner from Top Sport, and also Malcolm Caddies from the Suncorp Stadium. Around. Yeah, just watching uh, Nick Davis away this morning, um, Adam and Doug with you. Just watching that Kate will field goal again. <laughs> just replay on Fox League right now. He could. Could not have hit that any more purely. It was halfway up the post, just sliding over. What a player. I'm so shattered the Panthers let him go. Yep, but the Broncos have got a good one there. Joining us right now uh, from topsport.com.au, Tristan Merlihan joins us right now. Tristiano, good morning. How are you, mate? G'day, Adam. G'day, Dougie. Yeah, Tristan, G'day, the man I want to talk back. to. <laughs> oh, this is scary, but yes, no. It's, uh, I'm aggressive it's today. Too, I'm aggressive. <laughs> We'll get to um, – he's got the reins for the stupid multi, which we'll get to shortly, Ooh. Tristan. But firstly, <laughs> how are things up there on the uh, southeast Queensland, Northern Rivers as well? We, we spoke last week, and um, I think the uh, the Mwollumbar office went under. How are things with the clean-up going? Yeah, the clean-up's underway. The crew's doing a great job, and we're just sort of getting it rebuilt. So we're in our, uh, in our Rabina office at the moment, just whilst we mm. get everything sorted. But, yeah, the, the weather's – Really nice up here. Now, you wouldn't know a, you know, a couple of weeks ago uh, what was happening, but it's, um, yeah, you know, there's still a lot of families uh, obviously doing it tough without, uh, you know, having to move out of their houses and stuff. The Titans are actually doing something really, uh, really nice for the Lismore and the Moolambar community where they're donating a lot of the proceeds from tickets for their first home game, which is next week as well. So there's plenty of people doing some good things up here. Mate, it's um, whereabouts are you out there? I've got family up in Rubina. You and I might have to catch up. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, would you like to hear my multi today? Mm. Oh, 
I would. Not I yet. Would no, keep it on ice. Okay. We uh, we can, but we've got to play this first. Okay. Sorry. Hang sorry. On, hang on. Now <laughs> on the Saturday morning Mowers Club, it's time for Nick's stupid multi. What are you stupid? What's the matter with you? Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid as a stupid does, sir. Yeah, so this is where Nick Davis, co-host, usually loses his mind and has about 18 bets in one for a multi, which <laughs> more often than not just falls short. How has he been going the last couple of weeks, Tristan? Just update me. Has he had any success? Yeah. No, but uh, Jules <laughs> was very successful last week. He got converged up at the uh, $8. Right. So we've got mm. uh, 3300 in the kick. And, um, yeah, I reckon, Dougie, you know, as much as you jump, try to jump the queue there and get on early, you're still running this at a much more structured rate than what Nick normally does. So um, I'm very oh. impressed by, by the uh, the lead in so far. I'm just excited, mate. Um, Here we go. <laughs> now, Woody, how, how many legs do you want from me for a multi? How, what, what are you comfortable with? The the floor is yours. You can have two, you can have ten. You what can do you reckon, you want. It's Adam? It's entirely up to you. Well, you don't want to put the guy out of business. So don't have like a 10-leg mile. Because you sat in here. I do like credit. I it was this I, time I, last I year. I do like credit, okay? I do like credit, okay? I do like credit. No, all right, what I'll do, what if I give you a th- one, maybe three or four-leg multi? How about that? Yeah, let's pick one and we'll, we'll do that for sure. Uh, no, say, so what were you going to say? Were you going to compliment me there, Adam, as well, this yeah, time you, last year? you back crone. I did, did I back crone. In the Coolmore Classic, yeah. was it? Uh, no, it was up in Brisbane. Okay, you picked it out nowhere, from nowhere anyway, and it paid like 14 bucks. Or it something, did, so. you're right, you're right, and I lost it all. Um, all right, Mr. Uh, Rose Hill Gardens, first leg, race three, Magic. Magic, okay, let me get that race. Race three, Magic is $1.95. Yep, I'm starting, um, and then race eight into Hinged. Into Hinged, I like Hinged as well. That's $8.50. I think that's a big, big chance in that race. What about then race nine, Taxu into the Roosters? What do you reckon? Is that too many or <laughs> you can take one out? Well, what does that multi up as? 50 to 1, just the horses. And then if we throw the Roosters in as well, we will get that at uh, $58. So $58 <laughs> if you want all four. Oh, what do you reckon, Adam? What does your heart say? Well, it's fine, but I just don't want Tristan's business right. to you go know, under. That's all. <laughs> well, I'm like going to lay off. I'm but... going to take Tatsu, Taksu out, right? Take that out and <laughs> just have magic hinged into the chooks. And if Taksu, well, that works and if Taksu wins, we get to throw rocks at Peacock's car. <laughs> <laughs> $90, I'll put that up to $21. So there we go. We've got $21 for 100 and we've got Magic, Hinged, and the Roosters. So, uh, yeah, very, uh, very, very impressive there. I, I think Hinged is a lot of value in that race. So um, I, I think we could be close to a win here at Big Odds. I'll tell you what then. I'll tell you what. <laughs> because you've left that one out, I'll put my bet on Taxu. All right. My I, I like it. And I just have a single bet. I don't have the multi. I'll no, just do the no. single bet. Okay. Is what do you right? like? Yeah, I like it. What do you like today, Tristan? Is it, uh, do you like any of mine that I've picked? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like Please. his. But, but, but what, we're, what we're doing here, Adam taking tats. So this is taking the stupid out of the stupid multi. That's too too smart for my liking. But no, you're very, very on the ball there. But I've, I've got one. Trent's got a tip here as well. So I like those ones that you guys are gone. But if you look at Eagle Farm today as well, the horse there. I know Adam always bags me whenever I tip one of my horses, but yes. uh, Cedar Power got the job done last time. Uh, race seven, number nine, Aidens Field. It's gone from racing in the spring carnival in Melbourne, and it's come up to Brisbane 
to a lowly class three plate, and it's somehow only got 55 and a half kilos. It's four dollars eighty. It has drawn the car park, but I think it should be way too good for this field. Who's trying uh, today? It now? Uh, Desley Force has got it, and uh, yeah, first up. So whether it's completely firing, but I, I just think it'll be too good for this field. And four dollars eighty, I think uh, you can back it each way, and uh, it'll get you a long way on the bus. Sorry, where was that? What race was that? Eagle mate? Farm Race Seven. I'll tell race you later. Seven. Yeah, Geez, you're being rude today. No, also, but I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a little heads up as well. Just a cheeky heads up. A mate of mine has got one coming up in the Percy Sykes. Um, it's favourite. It's called Paris Dior. Um, I think we just keep an eye on that that little thing, okay? Percy Sykes, okay. But, no, it's in April, mate. We're in March. Oh, I said oh, April. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, uh, mate, twelve we, month calendar. All right. So one, Percy two, three, Sykes, four. Paris six six dollars. We've got it at the moment. Cool and Gatter, the equal favourite. So the fact that it's equal favourite with Cool and Gatter means there's a lot of wraps on it. So we'll definitely keep an eye out for that one. We've got to get through the next six hours, let alone the next six weeks. Very true. Um, Tristan, what stands out? What's making moves today? You've got Group 1s at Rose Hill. You've got Group 1s. You've got the Australian Cup. You've got the new market down at Flemington. Um, what jumps out at you, mate? Yeah, I cannot wait for the the Aussie Cup and the new market. I think they're two cracking races. Um, in Melbourne, we've got Home Affairs, which is 420 into 380, and Lost and Running 4 into 390. So they're both right up the top of betting. I think Mars Crusader at $10 is just a little bit wide for my liking. I, I think it should be a bit tighter to those top two. I think it's going to run a big race. Agree. And then in the Aussie Cup, think it over. It's been smashed. We're $14 about that two weeks ago. It's into $2.90. They're back at it every single price point. Um, it's a high-quality field, though. Spanish Mission at four sixty. We know how good a horse that is. Cascadian at 7 but down the bottom of the field, I think Delphi at $26 and she's ideal at 11 could run big races and potentially uh, cause an upset in this race. So mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a really good day of racing. And then, as you say, the other group one is in Sydney where we've got the Coolmore Classic. Uh, we're hinged. Uh, Dougie's tip is $9 into eight fifty. Um, Espiona, obviously, the uh, it was the boom horse. It's had a couple of placings, but this will be its time. It's dodged Fangirl. Fangirl's gone to an earlier race on the card. It's three dollars forty Espiona, but yeah, I think Hinged is a little bit of value in that race. Hey, um, with the footy being back, so have you noticed uh, that people are enthusiastic about the footy being back? Uh, what's the the hold been like on the first three games so far? Before we get to what we're uh, going to experience this afternoon. Yeah, it's been really good, the, the footy so far. The, f- the first game of the season, Penrith Manly, uh, was a big move Manly's way with obviously Cleary coming out. So that game was close to Pickham. And then the Canberra game was a very even betting game. And then the, 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 the Broncos game, there was a lot of support at the line there. So there's been a lot of punters involved. Um, we've, we've got obviously three games today where apart from the Warriors game, probably aren't as tight in the betting. So it'll be interesting to see how the punters uh, line up. But we've, we've opened up a heap of new markets this year. So we've even, for all the, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that love their super coach and love their fantasy. So we've rolled out a, a player performance market, which is aligned to that, that sort of thinking. So that's something that's getting a lot of action. We've got six players in each game where we, we put up an over and under where they get a point for every tackle, four points for every point they score, try assist, line breaks, all those sort of things. Check it out if you like that on the website. And we've got six players available for every game. Who have we got for tonight? I'm sticking with my chooks tonight, mate. What, what are the best odds for first try scorer? <laughs> just while first I keep going, mate. Yeah, I'll just keep getting aggressive. Yeah, chuck it you. into the multi as well. Do you want to put that in the multi? <laughs> yeah. And I've got the winner of the um, Masters as well in the British Open if you want to chuck them in there too, mate. And Wimbledon as well? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Strawberries um, and cream the ri- are the winner there. 
<laughs> We've got the Roosters, a dollar seventeen favourites. The Knights at five twenty-five on the line, sixteen and a half. All the Roosters players at the top of the betting for the first try score. Daniel Tupu, the favourite at seven fifty. Paul Momorowski over from the Panthers is eight dollars second pick. Teddy at eleven. Manu at thirteen, who probably represents a little bit of value in my eyes. And Billy Smith at 14. The shortest of the Knights players are Dom Young and Anari Tuala, both at 15. And Ponga, obviously, everyone talking about Ponga at the Knights. He's at $19. So, uh, this afternoon, we've got the Roosters and the Knights first up, that at the SCG. Then the Warriors and the Dragons. Fascinated to see how the Dragons go this year. And then later on, it's the West Tigers, who not a lot is expected of this season, up against the Melbourne Storm, who are the... Tristan, first up specialist. I, don't, I think it's 2001 was the last time they lost a first round match, which is an incredible streak. And given everything about the Tigers this year so far, you can't imagine that anything but a Melbourne Storm win happens. But what's the market say? Yeah, well, just on that first game first, the Dragons have been backed off the map. I think a lot of people are interested to see how they go. They've been two fifty into a dollar eighty, and that's wow. on the back of their trial form. So they've been very, very well specced. I'm looking forward to seeing how they play as well. But the Storm, as you say, that record is absolutely unbelievable. They're a dollar twenty one, and the Tigers are four sixty. Let's not forget this set. The Storm uh, team on paper looks absolutely phenomenal, and you wonder how are the Tigers any chance of beating him. Don't forget they've still got seven players out of that team. So it's ominous for the rest of the comp. Uh, 13 and a half is the line as well and 46 and a half the total points. So the Storm are expected to continue that winning run and they've been very, very well back. The line's gone from nine and a half out to 13 and a half in the last couple of weeks. What about uh, tomorrow's games as well, mate? Para. Um, it's meant to be their year. They smashed Penrith. <laughs> it's always meant to be their year, Parra. Every year. Um, they smashed, absolutely gave it to Penrith in a uh, in a trial. And we saw that form kind of, you know, <laughs> maybe it was Winks-type uh, trial form and then Winks rocks up like Penrith did on Thursday night and did what they did because Winks was always um, midfield or worse in her trials and mm. then she comes out and just wins. And then after that, it's the Cowboys and Bulldogs. Uh, what are you saying about those two matches tomorrow, mate? Yeah, the uh, Eels and Titans, the Eels have been well backed on the back of that trial. They're $1.34, pen, uh, the, the Titans, should I say, $3.35. The top sport Titans, we're the wagering partner up there, so very excited to see how they go in the first round. I get the feeling the the Eels are potentially a little bit overhyped. I, I think um, no. there's a lot of players leaving. No, you wouldn't have read <laughs> that every season since 83. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the market's moving and there's a big doubt over AJ Brimson. So that, that's going to hurt the Titans if they're missing one of their key players. But uh, I think the Titans, the bigger price they get, the bigger... I, I, I think they're proving to be a little bit of value. 335 or 10 flat. The Eels started the season really well last year and they dropped away. They've got a few players leaving next year too. So it could be an interesting season, this one. But uh, they are short price favourites. The other game has seen a flip in the betting. The, the Bulldogs have been a bit underwhelming in their trial despite bringing in all these new recruits. And the Cowboys mm. have actually been pretty good and they're, they're pretty good at home. So $1.74 the Cowboys, two ten the Doggies. I didn't think the Doggies would start underdogs in this game a month ago, but here we are and 44.5 the total points there. So I think that's going to be a really uh, interesting game because uh, whoever loses that game, I think is going to feel a bit of pressure in the coming weeks from the coaching side of things. How about the... Um the cricket side of it, young man. Uh, obviously, the test mm. coming up today. Um, Pakistan, Australia, draw. What What are the odds there, mate? Yeah, well, we we the. Uh, I'm sure you would have loved bowling on that deck in that first test. You would have been uh, very happy with that. And it was uh, three dollars. It's three dollars forty the draw, despite only 
about 14 wickets, I think, falling over the five days. So it'll be interesting to see what the pitch is like this time around. The Pakistan team are $2.20 favourite. The Aussies are $3.15. So the draw, the outsider are the three. Um, the, we've got 270 markets in this game. It'll be interesting to see what the Aussie bowling lineup is. And uh, we've got the most wickets in the first innings. Nath Lyon, $4 favourite with Paddy Cummins. Uh, Josh Hazelwood, 4.20. Mitch Stark, 4.20. And then we've got the uh, the other players which might come into this side: Ashton Agar, four fifty; Mitch Swepson at five dollars. Who do you think they're going to pick as the uh, the other bowler, Dougie? Uh, mate, I've got Mitch Swepson as leading wicket taker for the Ollies, and I can almost guarantee you, it will be turning. <laughs> it will be turning. Mm. Um, Mitch Swepson, I hope he does well. I hope he probably will debut, um, but I'm going to back Mitch Swepson leading wicket taker into the rough, into the footmarks, wrist spin, pretty valuable. Yeah, oh, it sounds like that could have been another leg to the multi. If you oh, me, but, uh, five dollars about Mitch Swepson, and yeah, he's a little bit of value. Caviar and goon, we can play goon of fortune. I don't know where I got that from, Peacock. <laughs> You're just looking at your phone. I'm trying to add insight, and that is one way to get an epic hangover. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I hope it's a good test, mate. I'm, I'll be watching most of it. That's for sure. Uh, Tristan, anything else before we let you go, mate? Ahead of a big day of sport? No, don't know where to look I, this up, eh? Probably the one, one thing just to touch on is the rugby. We've got a couple of... Uh, we've got a rivalry game tomorrow, the Tars and the Western Force. $1. Yes. eighty, uh, Sorry, $1.62, the Waratahs. $2.35, the Western Force. And the line is 2 and a half. AFL back next week. It's all starting to heat up. So, yeah, good time on the sporting and racing calendar. That one at Leichhardt Oval, of course, uh, between the Tars and the Force. Um, just one more. Do you bet on the federal election? <laughs> It depends who's asking, but yes, we do. You do. No, I was just wondering <laughs> yeah. how the uh, how the Morrison um, crew are, are going in the market. Have they drifted in the last in, uh, week uh, or so, li- by any chance? Yeah, a little bit of trouble. The Morrison crew. It's a dollar thirty-four Labor, three dollars twenty the Coalition, and sixty-one dollars if Clive Palmer and Co can get in there. Any other party? Yeah, well, that ain't happening. Um, maybe Clive will back himself just to. Right off a few more dollars. But anyway, um, Tristan, and I hope he does with you guys. I hope he just unloads on himself in that um, particular market and you just make a truckload of cash off Uncle Clive. (laughs) We'll leave it there before we get into trouble. We're not uh, other areas of the AM dial, so we'll bring it back to sport right now and say thank you, Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au. Have a good one, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks, legend. Just before we go to the news, uh, Dougie, I've just um, a a late around the socials one. Mm -hmm. Picked up this article. I forgot to bring it up before. Sure. It's about the fact that how companies are hiding inflation without charging more. Now, how do you reckon they're doing this with products? So how? So they they're charging they're they're charging the less. Same. They're, they're but, charging the same. Yep. But, but hiding the inflation of what they're making. Yes. How are they doing that? Um, they're giving you less. So did you know? They're giving you less. In a packet of Doritos, oh, there right. are now five fewer chips. Oh, really? Oh my Bottles of Gatorade, for instance, yeah. have shrunk, but they still charge the same price. And oh. <laughs> here's what Gatorade said about it. Basically, we redesigned the bottle. It's more aerodynamic and easier to grab. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's smaller. So it's not 175 mils, it's 170, and you just don't even... No. Pay the pay the same. Same, same. Get less. Same, same, but different. Wow. So instead of but prices you, going up, you're getting less for you. You know, they've been doing that with chips and lollies that for years. How disappointing is yeah. it when you open a bag of chips and you look and you have to send out the search party to yeah. find them down the bottom like there? Like your hand just takes half the packet and you're out. 
Yeah. But that's probably good because then you eat, want to eat more. I thought it was just me getting older, like not a kid anymore. No. Like, geez, a Mars bar fit, like a Bubble Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smaller, yep. like the Chewy doesn't last as long out of Bubble Bill, does it? No. And you're not telling me in this day and age where you can send people to other planets and investigate what's on other planets mm. that you can't come up with a battery that lasts longer than what it does in your TV remote. I like it. I like it. Maybe We're being we duped as consumers yeah. here. <laughs> Don't you agree? Or you could just get new batteries. Mm. Put them in the fridge. They last twice as long if you leave them in the fridge. One thing I will say, though, is... Super glue? Petrol? Put in the fridge. No. <laughs> Like we're getting less. Yes, from you are the yep. same amount. Yep, I put moment. eighty bucks in today, and it was only like halfway. And they got you here yeah, <laughs> to just, fill up again. Yeah, I nearly had to push. <laughs> oh, nearly got my billy cart in the back. One thing I will say about the Toro mowers. Yep, gratuitous plug for the mowers club here, is that mowers, interestingly, the petrol just seems to last forever. Yep. Why is that? Do you find that with your uh, particular? Are they uh, diesel? A lot of them diesel. Almost no, chucking unleaded. unleaded in mine. Okay. Probably because you're not using them as much for as long a time. Yeah. They're not, they're smaller engines. But you're only putting a little bit in. Yeah, five litres maybe could be. Oh, by the way, how much oil am I meant to put in? When I I fill up, how much oil am I meant to put in there with it? Meant to do oil every time? If you're using two stroke. Yeah. If you're using two stroke, isn't it? It's on how many mil. So if you're in a five litre tank, you probably only need to put about 50 mil of it in. Yeah. Maybe a bit more. Okay. I haven't put oil in my mower in about six months, so I better get. Are to you that. talking? Are you talking two-stroke oil in with the petrol, or just natural yeah. oil in the engine? I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, I need some help, don't yeah, I? Yeah, not a lot. Well, the mower still works. Yes. Okay. That's well, the then you're going thing. all right. It's yeah, fine. You're going all right. Whatever I'm doing, yep. it's all right. Okay. Um, one on the text line from Daniel: A bottle of Jim Beam has dropped from 750 mils to 700. Oh really? Yeah. There you go. They're hiding the old inflation. White bullets. The old white bullets. All right. And by the way, remember before I brought up the fact that you wanted to go out in a boat with Leo DiCaprio yep. and I said, oh, maybe not. Uh, someone texted in, or Dunny texted in and said, oh, maybe don't. He doesn't have a great record with boats. And I thought it was from Wolf of Wall Street. He goes, uh, the Titanic, <laughs> maybe Peacock, you scholar. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, it didn't quite work out for Leo on that movie either, on a boat. But I will maintain oh. that on the Wolf of Wall Street, it he wasn't looking too good on that boat either. But well, was, I just think she could Rose could have pulled him up on the like door with her. Hey, look, they were up against it. They were on the Titanic. It was just about to go to the bottom you're, of the ocean. You're right. Yeah, I'm thinking of other stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that's just my... Here's the news last half hour on the way. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. No, Nick's not here. Uh, still, and Doug Bollinger is here. We've got a tech, text on the text line from Victor Marsport. Yeah, good one, Victor. Uh, g'day, Adam and Nick. Who's that other bloke with you today? It's Doug Bollinger. Don't you know by the ratings? <laughs> Haven't you heard him go up tens? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, massive day of sport today. We've got the footy. We've got the racing. We've got the football. We've got the cricket. We've got the rugby. We've got this. We've got that. And next week, we'll chuck in a bit of AFL as well to, just, to really – it's a small sport. It's just a, like a, a barbecue fatty food long yeah. afternoon, isn't it? It's an extravaganza. It's great, isn't it? And that's why you want – that's what we want, eh? Hey, um, we talked before about inflation and costings and all of that, and I yeah. briefly mentioned about petrol. Um, this was picked up on – the NBA on TNT, they have the best, one of the best panels in sport because mm. they just have fun. Yeah. And it's so enjoyable to watch. They 
they make each other laugh. I think it's Kenny Smith, um, Charles Barclay, and Shaquille O'Neal are mm. the two, are the three main guys. And and Shaq got into a conversation with Kenny through the week about costings of petrol and when you should fill up because it's so expensive yep. at the moment and when you shouldn't. And yeah, this is all how it all played out. Right, but if Wednesday it's going to be 40, and then on Friday it'll be 40. About 40, again. 20. Yeah. It's going to be 20. No. <laughs> it's going to be 20. <laughs> Not half. <laughs> half of 80 is 40. But no, listen to what I'm saying. I, I, did, I am. Okay. So if I, every day, if I did, if I did. No, you, you ain't going to have to put gas in every day. Don't play me right now. I'm not playing. Don't, <laughs> don't play with me right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I really want to know because, Ernie, I want to get this call, but no, I really want to save gas money. You're so complaining. Please tell me. I want to know how I'm going to save gas money. You're complaining about the $80, yes. right? So I'm at complaining. Zero, okay, 80. so at zero is 80 no question. So, right, at full, it's 80, right? Yes. So, if it gets to half, that'll be 40, right? No question so about it. So, if you put 20 in, then you bring it back up to three quarters. <laughs> right? No, if I put 20 in, it'll get to one quarter. Jeez, yeah. But it'll be three quarters. It'll be three quarters full. Three quarters empty. No, three quarters full. But who's on first? This. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> but who's on first? Nobody travels more than me. That was as confusing as it sounded. Oh. So, what Shaq was saying is, to Kenny, don't let it get to zero. When it gets to half, just put an extra 20 in. So it's and they were trying to work full. out what was cheaper. Well, nothing's cheaper because no. it's the cost is the cost. Yeah. But they were saying, oh, keep it at three half full to three quarters full and you won't feel as though you're being duped as much yeah. when you get to have to fill it up. But the problem is you'd be having to fill it up every two days. Yeah, because your, your, your petrol sign isn't going below half. So you're like, oh, I'm good. Do you like to live on the edge and let it go as far as possible? Uh, Leave the light on as far as possible? Oh, no, I don't leave the light on, but sometimes when you're filling up once or twice a week, it does get annoying. Ever hit empty and... No, no, I won't do that. No, I won't won't do that. I reckon reckon I've gone close a couple of times. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I did. Nothing worse feeling when you know it's empty and you just keep staring at it when you're you're driving. You're like, oh, no, oh, no, don't go for it. I could just get a... Oh, no. And then I leave it to my wife, Tegan, to do it, and then I just get blown up at... I have, I have been driving a couple of times where I couldn't be bothered stopping. Yep. Because I was close to home and mm. near home is a big hill, so what I did, I just took, put, a, I just couldn't be bothered stopping, so I just put it on neutral and let it drift <laughs> down the hill <laughs> without using any. But just Definitely. to make sure, just to make sure I got home and I'll worry about it the next day. I like it. Yeah, worry about it the next day. Anyway, you um, own a couple of petrol stations anyway, don't you? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I bloody wish. <laughs> you know they don't make a lot of money out of petrol. It's don't all about they? the. In the, the slushies. That's why they ask you every time you go in, oh, you want some chocolate, you want oh, this. Really? They make all their money off the merchandise and product that's in Like the movie theatres. Yeah. Movie theatres don't make money off the movies. They make money off the popcorn. Really? The drinks, yeah. Isn't that weird? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's a bit like this radio station. They don't We're make, not making much out of this. They don't make money out of us. They make money out of this. Here's a break. <laughs> And we are back on the Mowers Club looking ahead to a big afternoon of footy. And first up on SEN at the SCG is the Sydney Roosters, mm. Doug's Mob up against the Newcastle Knights. Earlier we had Aiden Guerra because it is the Aiden Guerra Cup here on SEN, the Mowers Club. We talked to a player who's played for both, but one man, I reckon he got there at 7am this morning. He would be that pumped about the footy being back this yep. weekend. And he joins us right now. He's a big part of the SEN crew and he'll be all over it for an RL Nation this season. Spud Carroll, Mark Carroll, out there right now at the SCG. Am I right, Spud? You were up and early this morning, pumped about uh, the footy being back? 
Yeah, that's right. I was out the front at 7 o'clock doing a few star jumps. <laughs> Coming here. Should have joined him in the warm-up, mate. Made a bit of a segue here. I know it was a uh, Mowers club. Man. I just hit the uh, the magical SCG. I reckon they've got dramas here. I really think they've gone for the cut way too short. Oh, have and there's they? areas, right? They've, they've actually watched some like spray some sort of a green sort of chemical looking like it was grass. Oh, no. So there's a dry area. So I reckon underfoot. Now, I know we've had plenty of water, but this ground used to be absolutely magical. But they've done way too low the cut. What? What has happened, I reckon after the cricket season, they put a whole heap of sand down mm. to kind of like help it regenerate and the new mm. grass comes through. And they paint it. I reckon it all got washed away last, like maybe the last couple of weeks and now it looks yeah. like the back of my head, unfortunately. Tell you, what, it's like you sounded like you knew what you were talking about as well. You're that sounded already. really no, good. I, mate, I, I do know grass. And the uh, <laughs> thing is, I've actually played on this ground and, you know, like um, North Sydney Oval years ago, it used to be a place, they used to have the pitch in the middle. Now they've changed the pitch. They What well, they call them, a, um, a dug-in pitch or something. They put them in, whatever. Yep. But I remember when you get in the middle, you, you you actually, as a front row, you develop a right foot or a left foot step. <laughs> yeah, away from the wicket. Hitting the dirt, mate, I'll tell you, you learn, you, mate, if you take bark off the knees and which isn't a good position on the knees, mate, it lasts all year. Hey, uh, Roosters, so give Doug a bit of hope here, even though Roosters fans, you know I mean, not many people on earth feel sorry for Roosters fans when it doesn't go right and didn't quite go right from last year. But there is the whisper around that they are the ones to be the big improvers, given all the injury worries of last season. What's your take, Spud, on the Roosters? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Luke Carey play. I just think he's magic. Um, he's... His enthusiasm, he just brings to the side, and they certainly missed him last year. Um, geez, they did well last year with the amount of injuries, but they've uh, they've got you now the young kid uh, Sam Walker as well. I want to see the you know what they can combine them and make some magic because uh, he he can certainly play Walker. I just think Kerry's going to be a great influence in the middle. And the Knights, mate. So yeah, it's all about Caelan mm. Ponger. It seems to be always about Caelan Ponger. But Aiden Wera, who we talked to before, made a really good point. The, the the big issue for the Knights is so no Mitchell Pearce who has been the ballast for that side. He steered them around. So the guys to come in to replace him, to allow Caelan Ponga to be mm. as good as he can be. Is that for you the big question or is it something else about the Knights this season? Uh, it's like Manly. They keep talking about Tom Dravojevich. They keep talking about Caelan Ponga. They're fullbacks, right? But the thing is they can't go and do their magic until the forwards lay a platform, roll the sleeves up and you know, put some bruises on people. Mate, Manly the other night, seriously, no one left for Band-Aids. They gave him mm. a bloody yeah, tissue. <laughs> so I think uh, the you know, Newcastle Knights, they've got to take him up the middle. Um, you know, the, the, four, the, the size of the pack of the Roosters, um, it's going to be a great demolition derby right through the middle. Hopefully, they take each other on. Knights have got a good size pack as well, mate, isn't it? They're, like, they're always going forward and they've got good ball runners. So it should be a good matchup. Yeah, I think all well, Clemmers, you know, he's got a. His goal this year has to try and get back in the New South Wales, so he's got to lead the, from the front. Um, I know he's been working on a bit of facial hair, I see that, and hair. Remember, he used to, yeah. he looks like the chief, actually. He's, like, he's a new version of Paul Harrigan. What, but, the crew cut? No, he's got, yeah, he's got, like, it's a bit of a flat top. If you ever look, yeah. remember the chief used to have a flat top? Yeah, I wonder, yeah. why, I wonder why I tried to take his head off all the time. I wanted to get rid of that hair. You're not going to like have flashbacks here this afternoon, are you, Spud, and see Dave Clemmer out there and just like, go <laughs> out there shoulder and, charge and him. belt him. <laughs> Mate, it's a, the way we used to play, right, I wouldn't last a week. Seriously, I'd be sent off. <laughs> hey, Hitting too hard. With um, you bring up a good point there about Manly the other night. I obviously watched the game, been a Manly fan, and mm. noticed how how quick and how, how much intent Penrith played with. And again, last night, I only caught the back end of the Brisbane game. And again, they, they just looked savage when they had the ball and without the ball, the line speed. Um, so how do you see that? 
with mm. some of the other teams. That, like, for instance, Manly, that they just looked, for want of a better word, slow yeah. against Penrith. Is that the modern game? Well, the modern game is you've got to keep up and you've got to be fit. And the thing, I just think at Penrith, um, you know, the question was, uh, can they win without um, Nathan Cleary? Don't worry about trial form. Isaiah Yo didn't play the play any of the forms, any of the uh, trial forms. Yeah. What about his performance? Um, it's incredible. And the, the, their fullback ran 350 metres. Why he runs that many metres is because their forwards rolled the sleeves up and they just kept ploughing through the middle. Yeah. And it was just, it was incredible to watch for their first game. Yeah, they were in fast forward. Like, yeah, they were in fast forward, the Panthers. It's good to see. And it's and, 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 and you think too, Spud, like you think a couple of years ago, Phil Gould said, invest in your juniors. And everyone laughed at him. And now everyone's starting mm-hmm. to do the same thing. It's quite amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Now, they talk years ago coming through. I'm, I'm a para junior. And I sort of got, um, back then, there was a bit of politics. That, and I ended up playing for the, in the Penrith competition. But you have a look at the, uh, the Penrith competition now. It's so strong. Um, you know, even Manly now, they're using Bowmain or slash Blacktown to, um, you know, to, to have, that was it. That's their side. So Blacktown's pretty close to Penrith. So there's a lot of, lot of uh, good stock there. Yeah. But, uh, no, they, they, just, they just proved a point, which, you know, he's now going to be out for three weeks. But didn't Alec go well, Sullivan? He was, he was Brent. Mm. But because they laid a great platform, it was, it was easy, easy for him to play. Is there someone young you're looking forward to watching this season, mate? You're just going to keep an eye on just to see how he goes. Uh, probably, I just like to see young blokes come through. And I think, you know, I'm talking about Kiri. I just think he's a master class. I want to see him come back in full flight and then he can uh, knock on the door for New South Wales. Um, where do you put him? Well, you make you make position, positional play for the class players and he's certainly got it. Speaking of New South Wales, bud, um, last night in the post-match press conference, uh, Kate Wall and, and Kevy Walters got in there and there was some, there was... The, the yellow power raid, the red power raid, and the blue power raid on mm. the bench. Right. And they went in there and said, they got the blue ones and mm. said, we don't like blue, and took oh, them away. Get oh, over please. it. Thoughts on please. that, Spud? They, they were taking please. the PI double five, but still, does it uh, <laughs> does, does that annoy you a little bit? Oh, that does. Yeah, it does. But they should have two he's new up there. Yeah. <laughs> in a, in a sure. brown paper bag. No, I mean, mate, no, bugger. They get rid of those little ones. Well, they drink 4X up there. But um, no, back then, like we're talking about years ago, mate. I guarantee you, as well, Doug, when you used to come off the field, mate, the first thing you grab was a two is it wouldn't be a Staminator or a Gatorade. <laughs> no, not in the day, mate. <laughs> Our curfew back at Seven Hills was up past one in the morning, so we'll seven hills. I love seven hills. So yeah, no, it's awesome, mate. And it's, it's, I'm, I said before, it's really good to have footy back. And I've watched a few games at the SCG. It's actually a really good place to watch footy. Yeah, well, so we're doing the show for a couple of hours, um, but just the view is fantastic. I'll tell you what they've done. They've got, I reckon it's the world's biggest TV. How big is that bloody yeah, TV? It's no. good, isn't it? <laughs> Especially when you, when you watch yourself get five for there as well. It's amazing. Just crazy times. Like you come back here and you, and just, you just reminisce. As a kid, I used to sit over on the other side before all the stadium came in. I was here for, um, here for when uh, Parramatta won their first comp. I was here, you know, I used to line up for the cricket. I used to love the West Indian cricket, the Viv Richards and the Michael Holdings. And then you think about Shane Warren, like, it's just, yeah. it's quite incredible. Like, mm. a week ago that happened, um, you know, it's one of those things where you're thinking, oh, where were you when this happened? I remember when Princess died, we were about to play a game and our CEO came in and told us about that. And then 
Shame warm there, Leo. I got up at five thirty, put on um, Fox on the on the internet, and every every page was about Shane Warne. And I said to myself, I just woken up. I said, What's he said now? Yeah. Then he said something. And then I thought he started reading and said had a bit of a tear in the eye, mate. Yeah, yeah it was one of those moments. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Hey, back to the footy, Spud. Mm. You, you mentioned Power a couple of times there. Thoughts on them this season? Geez, they're strong. I cannot believe they haven't got my favourite person, the Energizer man. He's on the he's on playing reserve grade, uh, or New South Wales Cup. You've got Bryce Cartwright playing there, which shows you the depth. They've certainly got some depth, and I think the, the coaches looking at players with form, you're going to get your position. So Parramatta, um, they, they'll start fast. They've got a great forward pack, um, some fantastic outside backs, and uh, they'll give it a shake this year, I reckon. They'll give it a shake. There you go. Um Mate, looking forward to crunch time. What do you got coming up? Who's on the uh, Who's in the box with you up there for the next uh, couple of hours? We've got the great uh, Brendan Cow. He's a fantastic Australian actor. Australia. Australia, he's saying that. <laughs> um, Joel Kane, he's, he's a workaholic, mate. He don't, he don't miss on. He just wants to keep playing on. He's a great Old Australian Joel, but, too, yeah. Um, yeah, if you listeners out there, but this time, of, this time of year with this amount of rain, you know what you've got to get? Sea soul. I'll give you a bit of a tip. Sea soul makes roots grow. What about your grass? No. Yeah, no <laughs> it'll do your grass as well, mate. I guarantee you. But my hedge, I just smashed at the LA, and it's actually starting to go, yes, thank you. <laughs> Good tips, bud. Thank you for that. I know Joel Kane is a big lawn grower, so maybe that's going to infiltrate the next two hours on crunch time. But looking forward to it, mate, on SEN all around the country, NRL Nation. Spud, thank you, mate. Before you go, boys, oh. uh, I think you need to share with the world. For those who have got recycling bin out this week, we're in big trouble. <laughs> to hold on for two weeks with that green bin, we are in big trouble. I know. Trouble. <laughs> yeah, last Thursday was a green bin night, yeah. and it's already full. And oh. nothing went out in it. Oh, what a miss. You, anyway, know, you, boys, you know what you do, Joel? When, yeah. they put, when people put their bins out on the road, just fill everyone else's bin up because it's public <laughs> property, so you can't get in trouble. Great call. Great call. <laughs> Go oh, well, boys. Thank you, Joel. You too, mate. <laughs> Joel Kane, uh, Brendan Cowell, and Mark Carroll on the way from the SCG. Did you say Very Brendan forward. Carroll? Cowell. Oh, okay, Cowell. Cowell. All right. I said Sorry. Mark Carroll, though. Oh, okay, cool. Sp- Sir Spudley. Oh, Sir Spud. As he is known. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm big on that. Yeah, just sneak out. Oh, no, the yeah. bin's full. And what you do, the, the bin cycle, you don't want to carry on. You don't want to have a, a almost full bin inside on the Thursday night. No. When the bin's out, you've got to empty it. Yep. Yeah, nothing more disappointing than waking up on the Friday and having to put the bin in an empty bin. Yeah, it's fantastic. A horrible start to the week. No, it's good. And we've got a couple of old couple next door to us, and their bin's never full. So Are they happy for you? Yeah, to... they don't care. Yeah, oh, they good. don't care. They're fine. So whenever I find stuff in the garage that hasn't been used for 12 months, in the bin. So they don't they don't do the old Strickland in Back to the Future and come out with a shotgun and say, what, do you, what the hell do you think you're <laughs> yeah. doing, eh? Get off so my property. So you're the guy that's been stealing my newspapers. <laughs> Slacker. <laughs> so, Doug, you're uh, counting down the minutes. So you're straight there to. No, you no, I'll probably I'll go home. I'll get something to eat. See how the family is. See how Liam went with his last game of cricket today, because footy got called off, and then I might just, might just mosey on. Is there a crossover in the junior? Um, yeah, well, there's meant to be trials. Seasons. Meant to be trial games this week and last week. Meant to be true two trial. Uh, footy games this week, um, but obviously washed out. Washed out. But um, the council mode. Castle Council mode green up reserve in Castle Hill today, so we got his last game of cricket in. Good, good work, Council. Shout out. They yeah, always cop at the council, but yeah. I'm sure they're doing their best to get as much junior sport underway yeah. as well. Yep. So. so that 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 was it, mate. And I think that is about it. The late night for the kids didn't get home till midnight last night, so there could be a couple of cranky young kids. So I might. No just... wonder you're zipping off for the afternoon. That's all right. I love my family. I love. It. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do it, and then um, I'll cook a barbie and 
hang around with them tomorrow. Sounds good, Dougie. Mate, good luck with your uh, growing social media empire. <laughs> Come well. on, Leo. Come on, Leo. Can I call him Leo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. So he's the one you're hoping for to get back to you to get on your podcast, eh? Oh, uh, Leo. Yeah. D- Joe uh, Rogan. Joe Rogan. And yeah. I, I might, if Brad Pitt's got one, I'll, I'll say that for next time. <laughs> and then I'll put it out to the, the text messages, who they want me to send a message yep. out to. Tip tip for the test match as well. What was it again? Uh, I think if you bowls well, Swips, then it'll be leading wicket taker. Okay. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him make his debut. So that one later on this afternoon. We're all over it here on SEN 1170. You've got the footy, the triple header coming your way as well, starting with that game at the SCG with Newcastle and the Sydney Roosters. So much sport on this afternoon. Whatever your chosen poison is, enjoy it all. Have a great Arvo, everyone. Dougie, thanks for dropping in again, Thank mate. You. We'll get you back very, very soon. <laughs> Whenever Davis decides to come back when he doesn't, he's not. Get you in again. Thanks, anyway. guys. Cheers, Dougie. And uh, thank you to you. Thanks for listening. Have a great Saturday, everyone. Crunch time is on the way on SEN 1170.